asked me to take a walk with him. He didn't say anything for the longest time. And then he turned to me and he said, Woodman, we need each other. Words and music. And he crossed his fingers, showing how they go together. Remember, words and music. Welcome to Words and Music, the podcast. I am Crystal Blue, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. And tonight we have a really cool conversation that involves three of my favorite people, three people I admire very much. And what's really cool about it is obviously you can't see us, but we can see each other. We've got one person on video from the Midwest. Don, what state are you in these days? I am these days. These days. I am in in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Now I've been here for about three, coming up on four years now. Wow. Okay. So Don Black is with us via satellite, I guess you could say, Facebook Messenger video, whatever it is, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And here in my studio, we have all the way from sunny California, Marion Weatherington. What up? Thank you. Appreciate it. Otherwise hey, everybody. known as DJ Too Much. You can go by that name as well. Yeah. Yep. You know, just Whatever don't call works. me ugly. Mm-mm. Call you mucka. <laughs> yep. And the lovely lady sitting next to you, one of my all-time favorite people and someone that I admire very much, Miss Sharon D'Souza. Hey, how you doing, honey? I love you. I'm so glad you guys are here. Yay. Uh, first of all, my last episode was done during quarantine, so I had to pull out all the stops and have my daughter... <laughs> Join me. And, wow. and she interviewed me because there was, I couldn't have anybody over at my house and I, you know, we couldn't get together, but now we were finally able to get back together. And so I brought the three of you together for a couple of reasons. Obviously my podcast concentrates on what's called words and music because they need each other. Right. True. So I have concentrated on interviewing different artists around the area and, Uh, that I know personally, and talking about their musical journeys. Now, you guys are not what what some would call musicians, but I kind of do. I kind of think you are. I feel like um, you are an integral part of the music industry in what everybody in this room does, Uh, maybe with the exception of Sharon, because I don't know that you've ever held an on-air show. No, I haven't. No, but um, Don... Marion and I all know each other because we have sort of crossed paths along the way working for the same radio station. But the thing that makes Don and Marion unique is that they are also now, how do you classify it? Is it a mixed DJ? Cause I just say they're DJs. Just call us a DJ. That, that'd yeah. be perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have yeah. other titles for Marion. Okay. <laughs> Supreme being is one. But, Supreme you know. being, yes. Yeah. Yes. But uh, you guys, yeah. you guys are mixed DJs and you are now Don. I, I hope you don't hate me for saying this, but of different generations of mixed DJs. Would you agree with that statement? No, I, I would totally agree with that wholeheartedly. I would say that uh, probably what too much does uh, I'm I'm on the I'm on the back end, right? Playing old, I'm happy playing the older stuff. And when I play, I can play the newer stuff, but I do it with a frown. <laughs> <laughs> it's more work so, these days, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just like I don't want to play future. <laughs> but I'll play it anyway. But you came up because I want to get paid. Yeah, right. But you came up DJing at a time where you were carrying around crates of LPs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trunks full of um, records, and then you went to CDs, and now obviously yep. you're using some sort of a digital setup, I imagine. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I remember the I, the funny thing about it is um, probably I want to say in maybe ninety eight, ninety nine. I kind of people kill me when I tell them this. I got rid of all my records because I I, I, you I, heard I, I went gasp. through. A, a, <laughs> yeah, I know. I went I went through a process where I, I needed to purge myself of DJing because it put me in a really bad place right. uh, where I was doing it because I needed to do it and not because I wanted to do it. Yeah. And so I had to stop doing it. And then somehow, some way, I kind of got back into it. And now, what the, what happened? Are you okay? I know. Okay. I think he had a hairball. <laughs> Just Susan, but we're going to keep it moving. <laughs> my but, wine, sorry. But, <laughs> but now... Uh, I've gotten back into it so much that I'm rebuying everything that I used to have. And now it's like when I go to the record store, it's like seriously, like easily I can spend a hundred dollars a record store, no problem at all. And it's, 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 I'm, it, it, it makes me happy. Like I, I stole somebody's Duran Duran record the other day because <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I, I wanted it. And uh, it's, it's just really cool. Because now I'm doing it because I want to, it's fun. It's like therapeutic for me to do it because it's just a release. When I DJ, I'm that that is the happiest that I am right now. So, yeah. I think Marion would agree with that. Absolutely. And I'll say he he's on the greater end of music. You know what I mean? Like you like classics always a good time, something that brings everybody together. Everybody you you're absolutely correct. Everybody don't like Future. So, <laughs> it's like I like when it's featured future, but I don't like <laughs> future all the way. <laughs> Man, you're kind of like the Pee Wee League. I mean, well, listen, Pee Wee. You know what? We're gonna. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the adult in the Pee Wee League, so that means I'm monstering everybody. You understand? There but it is. Uh, <laughs> but no, a- absolutely. I, I like to call myself a party DJ. Okay. Um, I'm not a complete turntablist. Okay. I can scratch here and there, but I am I am definitely a vibe energy type you know person. I'm looking at the crowd, and and that's what I'm going off of. I don't necessarily play the all the newer stuff because I know the greatest hits always smacks. Always oh yeah. Get some you know in the pocket. You know what I mean? So as much as you as much as you request that new song, I. Honestly, you like Return but, of the Mac. But I'm you, leaving. My <laughs> girls, they're at the door. I, <laughs> right. I need to hear it like right now. Right. When this is when this is how we do it, come on, everything pauses. When, yeah. when Back That Ass Up comes on, everything pauses. And so, when the Golden Girls First of all, everybody that's, sings. That's my clothes. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> Thank I don't you care. For being L- listen, I mean, everybody knows. Listen, yep. I don't care who you are, or where you come from. Everybody sure. been at their grandmama house on Saturday, and that come on for thirteen hours straight. Right. And you, so you love, you love the Golden Girls theme wait, song. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on. I just you just made me feel old again. <laughs> <laughs> You said being at grandmama's house and watch the Golden Girls. I I think uh, Sharon, you're probably with me. Right. Oh, yeah. with I'm with you. I'm I ain't gonna lie. We I, watched I, the first one. I own it. Yep. Okay. Watched it first one. Okay. We watched it when it was new. Yeah. <laughs> My apologies. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I right. own it. Yes. Yes. You're right. I so, loved it. I guess I am the youngest one in the room. Okay. <laughs> you are. You yeah. are. Yeah. But that brings yeah. me to my next point. We have all been in the radio industry too. Um, in addition yeah. to the music industry, we are in the radio industry specifically. I am coming up on my 20th anniversary. September no. 1st, 2020 will be the 20th anniversary of my uh, radio career. Don, where are you at? Lord have mercy. Uh, well, I'm, I just turned 49 hey. and I started doing radio when I was 16. Wow. Okay. Right well, I, can, I can't even... We'll, I forgot. We'll let the audience do the math. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, do the math. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, been, it's been a long, long time. So I, I like carts. 
right. uh, carton machine, reel reel tapes, all that stuff. And probably it was probably the best when it was that way because everybody couldn't be in there because you right. really had to know how to do the stuff. You had to have a license. Yes. Now they'll let anybody in the studio now. And that's so. where I came in. And too much, how long have you been doing it? I'm 12. You're, <laughs> you're 12 years I'm in. I'm 12. I'm middle school. Wow. You're a tween. <laughs> you're a radio tween. Now, uh, Sharon, you've been in radio in some capacity for how many years? God, 10, 12 years. 10, 12 years. Yeah. So you and Marion about the same yeah. length of time. Now, yeah. what's yeah. cool about their dynamic, their friendship, is that she has been his boss. Yep. <laughs> For yeah. some time. So he shows right. her some respect, but some, some, <laughs> some is the operative one. It. It's like a big, big sister, little brother sort of situation. Actually, big brother, little brother, to be perfectly honest with you. But, you know, yeah. siblings. Yes, correct. But, but you know, it, it, it was, it's the relationship that just perfect. Yeah. I mean, we, we've done yeah. some great things together yeah. and, and, and it's just not, it's not even, you know, yeah, boss, but. There was never a boss thing. It she, was more of a we we always worked together. We have always had each other's back. She always. I like to call her the coach, and I'm the quarterback. There you go. <laughs> you know that's what I mean? A good analogy. So, so that that's what that is. So she would yeah. call the play. I would set it up, right. and that was the dope part. Of, that that is the dope part about her because when I thought something different, she'd be like, "Okay, let's try it out." And if it worked, you know, we're good. If it didn't. I heard about it. It's on you. It's on you. <laughs> as, yeah. as the way it's supposed to be. So, And I know that I have said this to you on numerous occasions. The one thing that I regret about my time at The Vibe is that you came back as soon as Don, <laughs> you were leaving. Yeah. So the two of yeah. you were like ships in the night, I passed, know. never yeah. got to work together because I think the yeah. the dynamic of the two of them on the air, Sharon, correct me oh my God. if I'm wrong, but it, they would have been amazing. It would have been horrible. <laughs> I don't believe so. No, no, no. Yo, no, the, the, no. The things we would have been able to put together. Even for me, from my standpoint of mm -hmm. where I was coming from for, as a promotions person. Right. And at events and everything. I mean, to work with Don, when I worked with him, it was just awesome. And then, but was, to have him and then yeah. marrying together, the that would have been level. a great, Listen. that would have been just like, boom. Yeah. I'm a, I'm 100% going to agree and disagree with Don. I think it would have been horrible because it would have been so good. <laughs> yes. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. We would have gotten in so much trouble. <laughs> so much trouble. And and and, and I, I don't know how we would have been able to explain it. Right. You know? That's okay. Even, I would have been there to explain it for you. I would have been right there being <laughs> like, listen, these guys know what they're doing. Cause it, so I was it was a it was a rhythmic station. It no longer exists. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which in itself is sad because it had so much potential. Yes. It right. was a great right. rhythmic station. Right. Now, when I first started working in radio in sleepy little Grand Forks, North Dakota, uh, we had a CHR that leaned rhythmic is how they put it. CHR that leaned rhythmic. So we played a little bit more R&B, a little bit more of the, the funky stuff, which I always loved. I always thought it was a great mix. But when I came to Fredericksburg and started working on the vibe, it was just more rhythmic than not. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. then after Don yeah. left and Marion came back, we had a period of, it was so good. Yeah. Oh, we had so much fun. Yes. We had fun with yep. the music. We yeah. had fun with the events. We yeah. had fun with the personalities. Yeah. It was a great team. Mm -hmm. The only thing missing, like I've said before, the only thing missing was Don. <laughs> right. right. If right. Don had been there doing mornings, it oh, would have been on fire. It, it couldn't well, have been. Well, well, yeah. Well, I, I tell you, I would have stayed, but. <laughs> 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 I, I will not. I will not get. I will not get. Into, I, will, I will. I will say this. 
Um, I learned so much in every place that I've been in, and I had a great time. It, it, it seems like it was a short time that I was there. It was. But I learned so much, and I still have friends from there yeah. on my Facebook that talk to me all the time that have followed me and listened to the other places that I've been. Right. And it's it's been absolutely amazing, but uh, you know I you know there is going to come a time that I'm going to get back to Fredericksburg because I I do want to come back just to visit so I can hang and and just have a good time because I I, I do miss it yeah. I really do miss it. and yeah. Fredericksburg misses Don Black I mean absolutely. you really did leave an impression you really really did I, in nine months that it was like <laughs> nine months <laughs> but right. it was. It was nine important months, right? Right. It was. So now every time I start an episode of a podcast, I think to myself, what is this going to sound like a year from now if somebody's mm -hmm. listening to it the, for the very first time? So where I want to go with this now is I want to put it into perspective because you were here, Don, what, eight years ago, nine years ago mm -hmm. now? It was eight, eight or nine years ago. 2012, yeah, 2013? I left, I left in uh, August of 2011. 2011. Okay. You yeah. came back to Fredericksburg to do radio 2012? No, 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 it, it's it, right. It, it literally was like, maybe it might've been like literally a week. Okay. Don okay. left so and then like, like, cause I, again, cause the other, right. uh, Derry was there. Right. So, so I, I oh, right, met right. Derry. Mm -hmm. So whatever time frame that was between him and Don. They is, left literally the same time. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I, I yeah. was there the last day when Derry was there. Okay. So, and I took over okay. for Derry in the afternoons too much started doing mm -hmm. middays. Another guy was in the mornings and another guy was at night. So, um, the, you, like you said, you learned so much in such a short period of time. But the last yeah. time you and I had a conversation was about a week ago. Absolutely. Just over a week ago. And Absolutely. just over a week ago was about four or five days after the murder of George Floyd. Yeah. And you, you put out a call on Facebook to anybody who was interested to get in on a video conference conversation and let's talk right. about it because there's so much that people want to say. And right. the whole time we were having that conversation, first of all, I, I still want to say thank you for doing that because I think that that if anything got me thinking like it, and it kept me thinking, I've been thinking about it ever since and it was impactful right. and it was important. And now here we are a week later Yesterday morning at six o'clock in Fredericksburg, downtown Fredericksburg, on the corner of William Street and what what is that street? Princess Anne? Is it Princess, Princess Anne? Anne? They removed right. the slave block. Yeah. Finally. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Six wow. o'clock in the morning, they went with cranes, wow. they dug it up, they pulled it out of there, and they took it away. What? Why did they do it so early? Oh. They <laughs> Why don't you know what I would love? I would love to hear your perspective on that. Why did they do it so early? Well, I can tell you why they did it so early. <laughs> I think I know I, why you, too. You know, you know why. Right. Um, they did it so early because you know there, there's a lot of people that probably wanted to see that. They're like, let's yeah. just get rid of this, move this over here. They did not here. want an audience. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. When everybody wakes up, it's like, oh, what are you talking about? I didn't even know anything was there. Right. That, that's why they did it. Yeah. You know, they did it. That, yeah. Um. You know, first of all, I appreciate you being a part of that. And uh, it was very interesting to do all of that. And I had been talking about doing that for a, a, a long period of time. And that day, it hit me because I was really, really upset, probably more than I've ever been, 
and I try to keep it really positive and kind of fun on my Facebook page, but it's just, it's not, it has not been easy no. to be that. So when I put the call in to be like, Hey, anybody want to be part? I was actually surprised that you want to be a part of it, but I was very happy. Yeah. And the conversation I will tell you was for those who, you know, you didn't get a chance to hear it. It was, it was really emotional. It was. My dad was involved in it and he told me, he said some stuff that I had never heard before that, I mean, how close I came to probably not even existing wow. because of something that happened with him in Mississippi. And I had never heard this story. And the other things that we talked about, you could just see that everybody was really, really emotional. I mean, I cried five minutes into it. Yeah, and seeing you cry and get emotional and listening to your father speak, um, I had been yeah. very emotional, too, all week long. And so my tears were right. flowing, too. And I think that that was the first but not the last time during that conversation that I felt myself get really, really emotional. And I think emotions have been high ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that. And, and maybe for some people, they're starting to subside. But, I mean, I just talked to my mother, who's in the Minneapolis area, right. yesterday. And she's still fearful she's still angry about what happened she's angry about the results and what happened after um and i know so marion you've been in town since march yeah you came home to help your mom move and quarantine and do all of those things and you just have not been home to california yet but i know that you've been tuned in to what's going on in california because you know you have people there yeah and it's been emotional for you absolutely Mm -hmm. uh it's 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 been emotional because what 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 happened to George Floyd is absolutely terrible, absolutely uh, sad, saddening, but it's 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 like a, a continuous wound, mm-hmm. and it's hard to recover. You know when 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 you're seeing it so much, or you honestly both you, when you see it so much and you see that people don't care. Right. It's it's hard. It's so hard to heal. It's so hard to not be angry. Not and and. You know what? Uh, I'm, I know I'm probably skipping all over the place, and please reel me in if I start to completely rant. Thank you, appreciate <laughs> it. But it's like it's hard. It's it, they bring up his past, like that was what's happening right there, mm-hmm. and Ooh, yeah. and it's like you know if if you're about justice, completely be about justice. Right. If he if he if it was a bad check, counterfeit money, okay. Let let that man do the time he's supposed to serve for committing a crime, but you know you're not the judge, you're not the jury, you're not supposed to be the executioner. Executioner, so you know it's and then and then to literally, literally see, because I'm I'm a very visual person. Right. I don't care what nobody says. I I could see that man's life leaving. I could I could yeah. I could see it. I I have so. to admit something right now. I have not been able to watch the video. And, and I've seen a small piece of it and I have not been able to get through it because I just, not that I don't want to, because it's one of those things where I'm like, when I'm ready, I will definitely, I don't even know that it's necessary to watch it at right. this point. However, I just, I haven't been able to, because of that, what you right. just said, I felt you saw a man's life leave his body. I don't know that I can handle it. It's, but it's, you know what? I think it is necessary to watch you it. You know what? Yeah. You know what? I don't, I don't say that because uh, uh, coming from it as a mother mm-hmm. and, 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 when you hear him 
Call for his mama. Call for his mama. I, and I you know what? And that, every that hair just, just stood up on my arms and I that don't just know. then, yeah. you know, takes it home to another level mm-hmm. as every mother, I don't care what you look like, where you come from or what age you are, any mother, yeah. when you hear someone call out for their mother in pain, you... You 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 respond. You have a reaction. You, you have, have a reaction. Visceral reaction. You because you that. just you just hear your child calling yeah. for you or something. Oh like. yeah. So so it's an, it's a, it's taking it to another level. And I think that but but again when you're ready you have you have to watch yeah. it because I think for me a lot of emotions have been going on mm-hmm. because you know at my age I I've been moved around a lot I've been in a lot of places and I've experienced a lot but. What it has done for me and all of this is now actually just brought a lot back. Right, right. You know, a lot of things that maybe happened when I, you know, 20 years ago or 30 years ago that, you know, that you put in the back of your head, you know, you keep moving on because you're, you know, you, you, you're conditioned to do that. You're conditioned, you know, just, oh, move on, keep moving. You know, you have to you know, be, the, be the bigger person, be the, keep going, you know, and, and so a lot of things just come back. How much pressure has been put on the three of you over the course of your life to forgive and forget? <laughs> that is the mantra. That, yeah, it's, that is that is that the way that it is put to you? You just have to you have to or is it you just have to get on with your, you know, move on, move forward. Chris, let me tell you something. I, I you know, I, I, I I've gotten shit. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to cuss. It's a podcast. You say whatever you want. <laughs> okay. okay, I've gotten Please. shit from from a lot of people because I, I, I've said this, but it's the absolute truth. This is, I, I swear to God, every black person feels this way. That we, it's like we always have to feel we have to be extra. Yeah. We, you know, we always have to be extra. We have to be extra good at what we do. Then we have, we have to be extra at everything. That means extra forgiving. Extra this, extra that, and it's it's been really really hard. Um, like I'll, I'll be honest, probably the only reason I'm doing this with you today is because of what you did with me last week. I can appreciate because, that because this week it has been really really hard to really talk, and I'm gonna be real honest, talk to anybody white, and and the reason why is because. You have, you have people. I have, I've had people come to me asking me, okay, well, what, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm just like, I can't be the only black friend that you have. Uh-huh. I, I can't be. Maybe like, you're the only black friend they have that they feel comfortable enough to ask. But but that, it gets that, tiring. It gets tiring. Yeah, because I'm sure. Right. What happens is you have to you have to go through this and tell this story over again. And you have to go through your feelings about everything that you've gone through over again and over and over and over and over. And it takes so much out of you that you're just like, you know what? Fuck it. I can't deal with it. I just don't want to talk to anybody. And uh, I talked to a friend of mine uh, the other day because they shared that Candace Owens, uh, Candace, somebody showed that Candace Owens video with me. And and, and I, I literally lost my mind. Lost my mind. I I'll be very frank. I, I'm a I'm a kind of I'm a kind of guy that I, I don't care what your politics are. You can follow whatever you definitely want to follow. That's okay. The only thing that I think that we really ask for is just basically human decency and right. common sense. Treat us right. And the things that she was saying was was really 
off off kilter, which that's not that's not what surprises me. What surprised me were the people that I know that are in my inner circle that shared that with me that said, hey, she's making sense. Excuse me? Like, do I even know who the hell you are? And at that point, it just, it's like, you know, all pretty much all the energy was drained out of me that I didn't know, like, I'm just like, I just need to like basically lock myself someplace and just not talk to anybody white for at least one week. I'm not the person that's supposed to, if you want to know what you're supposed to do, do it the same way you figure out it, the same way you find out how you need to build a house. Right. Do Google it. Look it up. <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. You know, but There's I, endless resources. Right. Yeah. But but it's like it's like you they, they ask because, you know, they feel like they get some they get some kind of points if they no just figure it out. Figure it yeah. out. And I but, think that the Candace know, Owen video, because I've seen it shared, of course, yeah. throughout my newsfeed, I think it gave a lot of. Uh, white people justification in their thinking. Yeah. Wrong as everything she said is. Because, yeah, because here right. they see, well, a black woman is uh, saying If it. she says if this, she's and the thing I've us. always thought must be accurate, right. must be true, must be right. right. And Don, I think what you said in a uh, post this past week made more sense to me than anything she said. I, I told you I only got through about two minutes and 53 seconds of that video, and I was so disgusted that I shut it off. You said this woman hates herself so much. Oh, absolutely. And when absolutely. I started watching it, I was like, yeah. I mean, it, it seemed obvious to me, but I also mm-hmm. kept seeing it over and over again. And right. some from some of my close friends who, again, I was shaking my head and going, do I even know you? Like, this is not, yeah. it's very, you know, and it's confusing. There's a, there is a lot of information out there and a lot of misinformation being shared. And I think that's probably the most detrimental part to the whole situation is freaking internet and yeah. social media. Would yeah. you agree? It's just, making it, it's just making it harder. Well, because- no, I, see, I, 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 I disagree. Okay. I disagree. I disagree. I think that people are just as shitty as they are. Yeah. And I think what they, they try to find the thing that fits their narrative. There I think is. that's what they do. And what we have found is these people have always been as terrible as they always have been. We just didn't know. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, the internet, the internet hasn't made it worse. The internet's may actually made it better because it, it makes it easier for us to find out who these people are. That's a good point. I used my unfriend function on Facebook a lot last week, a lot. And I usually am. I'm the kind of person who just unfollow you. If I don't like what you're saying on Facebook, I just like, okay, I'm going to unfollow you. Cause I don't want to look at it. But this week I have actually felt compelled to unfriend because I'm sitting here Not going, be. I don't have to be friends with these people. Right. But then, you know, what? I took the different stance. Yeah, okay. buddy. I, I, I was considering like, and nope. I, I unfriended maybe two. And then I was going, I was getting ready to go on a spree of unfriending people because I was like, wait a minute, these people are coming out there just, that all my friends list that are saying things that are just so off the wall. But then I thought, you know what? I'm going to, Hey, I'll follow you. Cause I don't need to see your stuff. Right. But, but I want you to see what I put up. I want you to see what I'm tagged in. I want you to see that. And, and if you choose to unfriend me because you don't like anything I've said or you, or you don't like anything I'm tagged in and that I agree with, then that's your choice because then that means that shows what, who you are. Right. Uh, but because I'm here, if you want, if you want to talk, uh, uh, because for me, it's, it's more about, 
let's educate each other. Yeah. You know, let's talk. Yeah. Let's, that's the only way we're going to make this thing work. And is if we progress as a, a community. Yeah. And, and we won't do that unless we open our minds and educate each other. Amen. You know, and we're, we're, that's never going to happen unless we have open minds and talk. But if you're closed minded and if you only think your own stance, because it's, that's, that's what I've been taught as, as a child from my parents taught me this, right. but if you won't, open up and, and, and be open-minded about it. And, you know, I mean, we, we've had lots of conversations, but you, you know, it's not about making anyone feel guilty. Right? I ain't unfriended nobody. You know, it's not, I'm gonna me. let you know. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you right in the face. face. I'm gonna, not even gonna, listen, you I got to block him. Listen, check this out. I'm about to sound like a rapper. I got a video coming out and I'm gonna, I'm gonna light y'all up. He's got a mixtape. Tag me. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I agree. It's it's not about making anybody feel guilt. It really isn't about that. But you know, Sharon, I'm probably in the same boat as you as far as far as wanting those people who want to know. You know, you do want to talk to them because those are the people that you can probably reach. And like my my whole idea about this is when I talk to people about this is like imagine if George Floyd was me. Exactly. So I talk Facts. to my friends. What, what would what would you say about what would you say if your friends did said all this bad crap about what would you say? Because you've known me for years. What would you say? What would you do? Would you let them disparage me and say all these things? And when you know I'm that type of person, would you stick up for me? Would you do any of those things? Because you know you try to explain to them, hey, this I feel that way. I'm scared. Right. I'm let, let, me, yeah. let me let me let me take it back to explain something because me and Chris will talk about that and also me and Marion did but we're gonna let you in on this one um I did have someone that I, I have a friend on Facebook mm-hmm. um and they made a comment that said that well black people on Facebook and are they're, all they're doing is trying to make white people feel guilty for being mm. white guilty for being then, white and then guilty for being silent right guilty. and then they yeah. and then they put shame on you in capital letters now. And, and, and that's why I say, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. Right. What right. I'm trying to do, what I want, I don't want any of anybody of another race as my friend to feel guilty for anything that has happened to me or has happened to any other person of color in this world. I don't want them. To, I want them to say, you know what? Let's educate ourselves and let's, let's, let's see, let, you know, how, how, how do I, how do I then, make a change. I had to preface that. So what do you, what is your mm-hmm. comment, Don? Because I want you to comment on that statement. That's no, no, I, 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 <laughs> I want to see your thoughts I'm on with, that one. <laughs> I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Uh, I, 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 it's, it's about for all of us being able to get together and be able to have the conversations, be able to talk about it and figure out how we get past it. But right. The, the, the problem is when when they when, when you have people that sit up there and say, well, you just mind to make me feel some certain way. That, that means that you do feel a certain way. Facts. Yeah. Bingo. You feel Bingo. You, Bingo. You align yourself with you them. Hit, yeah. mm-hmm. you, you see yourself. Right. And, that, and, 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 mm. and at that point, when you feel that certain way, what I what I feel, and, I, and I'm sorry, I, I get real passionate about this. I'm good. sorry. Facts. It's good. When, when I start to feel that certain way, and I, I, I've had so many people in my circle for so long that I knew was kind of like that and i just kind of like you know but we did all these things together and they were really cool so i try to keep them around i'm not doing that anymore yeah that's where i but am for my, for, for my mental for for me i can't have you around me 
be feeling that way. Uh, a friend of mine was talking about this the other day that, um, I mean, I found out so many things in the past couple of weeks, things that I probably already knew, but, but uh, just to hear them out loud. Um, and I, Mary, I don't know if you've experienced this as well too. I've, I've been in the business a little bit longer and I've worked in some really small markets where I was like the only black guy that was on the radio and people were just like, you know, oh, he's cool because he's the black guy on the radio, so he's okay. Right. But everybody else. He's the good one. You know, yeah. it, 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 it's, it sucks. It hurts. It's wrong. I mean, there are people that were in my wedding back in 2003 that were part of my wedding party, that were ushers, that were like, seriously, that I considered my friends that I cannot talk to. Wow. I cannot talk to because of their racist behaviors. Right. And they're, they're like this. Don, you're okay because you're not like them. Right. Wow. And that... Uh, it's that, sad to say, can I say how many times I've heard that? 100%. And it's be, and, but I, I, it's hard to understand how there's a disconnect when you're... Okay, let's just take that, all right? You're not like them, okay? I'm not like them. Okay, whatever. But you see what happens to them hurts me. And could happen to you. Right. So so it's like right? why, you, 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 you visibly see my pain. Right. But you're concerned about me. Then ask me why I'm hurting. Ask me why I'm upset. And then get that information because that's what we're talking about right now. Emotional information. What, what, why, why am I feeling like this? Why do I see this picture? Why do you see it and you don't see how, like, our, our, our reactions aren't the same? Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, we're standing next to each other, and I'm sorry, am I? Am I no, 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 you keep talking. <laughs> He's just going to tweak things. Uh, we're standing next to each other. You care about me, but my right. emotions are completely different from yours right now. Why is that? Because if you show any concern or emotion, I'm going to ask you, what's wrong? Are what you happened? Okay? Are yeah. you okay? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, whatever this person's history, that's still supposed to be a person. That's still supposed to be an American. You care so much about America. That person was born here. Mm -hmm. That person lived, worked, and, and nobody's perfect. Right. So that person, now I'm specifically talking about George Floyd, did not need, did not, None of that should have happened. Right. Somebody should have said, yo, bro, you are doing extra right now. And the fact that it's just like Eric Gardner is the fact, like, I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. I can't. He's subdued. He's got his hands behind his back. What What don't you get? Right. What, what, why, why is there so much, you know, equations, mathematics, and all this science supposed to be happening in your head? The man said he can't breathe. It's a simple solution. Get off his damn neck. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want justice. That's why That's why y'all rolled up here. I think I think also that Thank I you. think also some people will will then they divide it and they divide us in categories. Okay, in, in their mind, mm -hmm. you know, uh, for some people I've heard I've seen on, on Facebook on some videos that oh he was a thug, right? He did, he did, uh, the, uh, he's a thug. He was yeah. a thug. He was a thug. Yeah. So so they take us and they divide us into categories, right? Um, and, and to validate. I like this one, but I don't like that one. So there's a reason why yeah. I like this one, but there's they could, that one I don't like that one because they just thought. I'll give you an example. When, you know, when younger, I was in California, I was working, and I was a, a visiting uh, a patient. I was uh, working in the medical field, and she's an old elderly lady. She was in her 80s, um, and so uh, 
after my third visit, she lived in Glendale. Glendale at that point was questionable as far as racism and there was a lot of racism over there. And so um, she, I was, I was kind of worried when I first got there. So then after the third visit, you know, I was sitting down. She says, my son is coming over. I, like, I love you to meet my son. And I said, okay, great. She says, you know, I don't like black people. But I, but. But I, I love you and, and I, I really like you. And, and, and I wouldn't even care if you dated my son. Wow. But uh, you, you can't be full black. <laughs> what, what are you mixed? What are you mixed? Oh with? my God, bro! First of all, and you, I, you, you have to have yeah. you have to have some white in you. And and and, and she said your last name is D'Souza. So I, I you, you what do you what do you because what are you mixed because with? Because I, 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 yeah. I don't like black people, so I I know you can't be fully black. You must not be because yeah. I don't like them. right. So it, for me, I she needed that validation. She needed to justify justification you. so that way she could put me in that other category of something else. Just like people are category or categorizing him as a thug. She needed to feel yeah. okay about the fact that she liked she you. She liked me. Right. That's messed right. up. Right. And 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 of course I did not give her any satisfaction. No. At all. Good for you. Good for you. Now, this is going to bring me back to our conversation last week, Don, because one yep. of the things that you and a couple of the other gentlemen in the video chat brought up was arguments between you and other black men hmm. um, hating you because you weren't light skinned enough or you were too light skinned, you know, the whole thing. And I remember when you were talking about it, I thought of Marion. Because he had mm -hmm. mentioned that to me before, too, that he's been treated different because yeah. he's light skinned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that that has always been something that that has been there. Um, you know, darker skin, lighter skin, everything like that, because supposedly if you're lighter skin, you get treated a different way. If you're darker skin, I mean, it goes back to the it goes back way, way back to slave days. Yeah. You know, yeah goes way back there. And and that happened. You know, I, I, I would say the, the funny thing about it now and what you realize about it now that at this point and, and what light skinned blacks probably have figured out now that they didn't know back then. And maybe they did know is that you still black. I know I've seen Marion's entire family and he's yeah, yeah. It, like it's almost like the printer ran out of ink <laughs> when he was born you know because because he really I mean like everybody in the family would have yeah. more of a, a complexion like yours and yeah, then here yeah. he is very yeah. would they be would they consider you fair skin I'm no I'm like, I'm light just, skin like I'm me, fair skin me, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right like, I got the sunburn sure. yeah <laughs> but that was I'll be sure but see that was a tactic that was used and started years and years and years, hundreds of years. It started to divide us as, suppose, a, as a yeah. people. So, so mm -hmm. that was a tactic used. You know, over the lighter ones, we would use them in the house, and then the, the, yeah. the darker ones would be outside. So then the darker Absolutely. ones would then feel, you know, some kind of way against them because they were put in the house. They weren't had. So and that right. was that, so that was a, a higher stature, that, yeah. right? And so that, right. that then yeah. you just you just yeah. keep perpetuating that yes. whole right. dynamic and that whole psychological thing over yeah. the years of the years of the years and it just and it's just it just tumbles on so yeah. so that's yeah. just another way of uh, event of being able to control right a group of right. people no matter it be a black people or another person of color right but yeah. a group of people a community that's the way to that's the way you control a community is by dividing the community yes no matter what community yeah. you are that's the way you control yeah. them mm -hmm. and, and if you look yeah. in history and if you look back that's that's where it starts mm -hmm. and then it yeah. just keeps trickling down from there. And so you, you know, we, 
we fall we we fall into that along with other races and other communities and uh, right. and and everything. So the problem is is how do we fix that? You know, how do we now within ourselves? You know, uh, for me it was you know trying to teach my daughter growing up that you know you you are beautiful mm-hmm. and no matter what and it doesn't matter what color you are and and and, and it, we're gonna talk about color too. So can I also want to go back to one thing? But I hate people saying please please let's all stop saying I don't see color. Yeah, right. Let's all stop saying that because yeah. you know what? Uh-huh. I don't want you to not see color. Right. Yeah. I want you to appreciate. If you had, you know, three children, and and, and they each had unique abilities and unique talents and unique descriptors of them, you wouldn't say, "Well, they were all the same." Right. right. No, right. you wouldn't exactly. say that. You know, you would, you would, you would validate and accept and love every part of each one of those children. And so, I don't want people not to say, "I don't see color." Right. No, no I, I want you to see color because I right. do. Yeah. But I want see you to color, accept. just don't judge me on it. I want you, right. to, I want you to accept it. You ain't got to love it, but I want you to accept it and be okay with everything. So, yeah. that, so that's, that's totally different. You know, but, um, but, but a lot of things that have happened and a lot of things that we, where we are now stem from years of history of, of things that yeah. are happening that, that people that are the, are the, they, the stronger due to the weaker or the, the one that want to take over and conquer the other will do yeah. to divide uh, to divide a community to make it easier for them to, to keep that that stronghold on them it's a control thing it's right. a power thing right. and it's yeah if you're fighting amongst yourselves you you're not really you, you can't get together to fight the real enemy right. right you're not paying attention to what they're doing it's, right. it's the whole it's the don't don't look yeah. at the man behind the curtain actually like, right. I, yeah i gotta tell you there's a fantastic video that sets that analogy uh, hopefully some of y'all seen it but it's like two antelope or something like that they're manhandling each other. they're fighting right right but then there's a tiger or a lion coming Sneaking right at up them. on them right and they have no idea but they just boom bumping heads all day long or whatnot and then next thing you know one of them gets away there you go there you have it that's, there it that's, is. that's the end of the story right yeah yeah i'm you know I don't, I don't, I don't see it as bad as it was probably when I was coming up, as far as light skin and and, and dark skin. Probably just because I'm older now and I'm wiser, and 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 as you get older, the things that you thought were important or or you thought that you know mattered are are not there anymore. So as you get older, you just like you don't see it that much anymore. I, it, it probably is for younger cats. It probably is. You still they still have to go through those things, but what I see now is, I mean, I guess people my age i would hope what what i see is you know i'll be honest with you i honestly didn't think i thought 1992 when i saw rodney king and i saw all that happen i thought that you know hey man this is it this is when we gonna get over whatever we need to get over and what happens is you did what we did we didn't. You did that? No, no. Did you did you really think that? I did. Where were you? Because I, I was in LA that time. Where were you at? Yeah. I, I thought that I thought when that happened, because everybody was freaking upset. I mean, like, hell, there it was on camera. Exactly. And you mean to tell me you can't get justice? You gotta be out your damn mind. I, I, was, I, was, I was in LA and it was horrible. Police brutality oh, I, got I, I, worse. Police brutality got worse in L.A. when I was there and Rodney King and we had we had curfew and we had we couldn't go out. We, we were they said because I was in Pasadena right. and it got worse. 
It didn't get better. It didn't get it. It, it got yeah. worse. Do you think the acquittal of those officers gave the other officers? Do you think that they felt empowered by that? No, they they already had the power. They already had they already it. they knew they, they already they felt knew. like they could get away with murder. They, there there were things that happened back then that were ridiculous. I mean, I knew of guys that were just stopped on the, by the police and then taken up into the mountains and beat up and Ugh. left. And 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 just they're just there's and that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, right. of things that were happening at, at that time out there, and, and it's just and it got worse. But you I think know, I, I knew it wasn't gonna get better. I think like Don is saying though, it's like, as I, I maybe it's just the black community. You or when you see it's on video. Like how many how many questions right. do you need? It, this is right, this is right. probably the first time it's on video, and it's like again, this man. It was a traffic stop that escalated into a physical situation. You have multiple people, right? Right. He, I mean, it's like, it's, it, it has to be no question. Like, regardless, even, yeah. even now there's a law to where if you're attacked and then you start, yeah. and then you start beating up that person that attacked you, you, you can't beat them to death. You, you right. have to, right. you have right. to right. stop. Right. Yeah. And so now you have one person, multiple people attacking them, him, and it's, this this isn't where it started. It wasn't like he had a weapon and yeah. he doing all this stuff. So, in your head, you're you're doing the simple math. They have to yeah. have something happen to them. There has to be right. a consequence, right? Yeah. And so nothing nothing happens. Where were you in '92? Where were you? Me, I was in the fifth the, grade, the womb. <laughs> but right, but <laughs> he wasn't a thought was at that I point. Was, but but what state were you in? Where I, were you living? I was I was in, actually I was in Virginia. About to move to Paris Island, South Carolina. Okay. So you were on the East Coast. And you, Don, where were you in 92? I, I was in Chicago. I was in my 20s. I was in Chicago. Okay. And, Chicago. And, and, and when, I, when I say that I thought that I, that I thought it would get better, what I mean by that is, yeah, we were like, and everybody's pissed off and we are like, okay, the riots happened and people are marching and everything like that. And I'm thinking... Maybe we've turned a corner right. where my kids don't have to go through this and this, that, and the other. And here we are still talking about this. Like there are rap songs that you can listen to back then that came out that talked about all this and all that. And it's still relevant today. And it's and, and it bugs the hell out of me. Right. I, I do understand that what happens is as you get as you start to live your life, when you're like in your 20s. You ain't got no kids, maybe one. I had one at the time. Uh, well, I'm about to be a grandfather, so I'm just like freaking out. Oh, congratulations. It's lit. <laughs> but but you, 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 have, you have so much energy and you want to change the world and there's so many things that you want to do. And then life hits. Yeah. Yeah. And then you like, I gotta, you know, I gotta pay these bills. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. And you're not necessarily so caught up in the struggle. You're trying to self preservation is kind of what you're trying to, to take care of. Your focus and I will, shifts. Get, right. And I will tell you, I, I was a person that was guilty of it, but I thought that, you know, we're not gonna go back to this. Right. But we sure in the hell did. And as you keep going, you're like, okay, this is gonna be last time. This is gonna be last time. And 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 now. Where I am at 49, and like I said, I'm about to bring another generation into this world, and we still dealing with the same shit. Yeah. 
and, and, and I think that's probably what probably got me frustrated more than anything, because I, I you know, I worry about I got three boys and one girl. And I worry about them because I know how in the streets I was when I was in my when I was out there in my 20s. And I I worry about them because I don't want them to have to go through. I You know, I I had I had an incident that happened to me in Chicago where um I was with a whole bunch of friends and we were on a, we were on a, the the L in Chicago, the, the elevated train the L in Chicago and we were uh leaving a bar and one of the girl that I was with had a cup of water we get on the bus get on the train she has a cup of water and this black guy comes and grabs um her cup and grabs hers hang, hanging on to her and talking about he she going to go to jail and I'm just like grandma hey what the hell's going on next thing I know I'm in handcuffs and I'm getting arrested and charged with something. I don't even know what the hell it is. These are black cops, by the way. So and, and let me let me let me preface this. Let me say this. When we talk about police brutality, we ain't just talking about white cops. We talk about cops. Yeah. We talk about cops, period. Uh, and the one thing I remember is a friend of mine that was with me. And he refused. He, I can never say his name because he wound up becoming. A, he was an English at the. He's, he's he was a, a English English a London a English uh, London citizen. However you call it. And now he's American, but he hates me talking about this because he wound up getting arrested with me that night because he tried to talk to the cops and talk them out of you know doing X Y Z. He wound up being getting arrested, and we were sitting in the back of the cop car, and we listened to them talk about where they were going to take us and what they were going to do to us. Wow. Oh man. We listened to that. We wound up going to the police station and as we got out that morning. But just imagine you're a handcuffed in the back of a car. You can't go nowhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about, well, we can just take them over here in the corner and do whatever we want. Mm. And you're helpless. Right. You have you can't do anything. Just imagine how that feels. It's yeah, and and you know let let we let's also preface this with the fact that we know all cops aren't bad. One hundred percent. You know, I I, I know some absolutely. awesome. I know some absolutely phenomenal police officers, and right. and, and so that when we when we talk about police brutality and we talk about you know all of that, we know that it's a select group of police Facts. just like it's a select right. group of every group that's bad okay so sure. when we talk about the but, but it's but when it's bad when when it's a cop when it's someone that is there that you look to for protection right that right. you look to 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 take care of you right. you know right. when 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 that not that you need to be fearful of. I mean, you we know, teach our children look for the helpers, right? Right. right. But the but helpers. then but then but we're teaching our children yeah. how not to what we're doing. And you get stopped. Don't do this. Right. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, because you might get hurt. From no, right. we, we shouldn't. We right. should teach them that look for the cop to help you, right? Instead of the fact that you know. So so it's it's not that we're saying that all cops are bad. No, I know there are some phenomenal cops out there, but right. you know, and I know that they hate. I'm the, sure they the bad do. cops. They, oh, I'm they, sure they do. They don't like it either. Yeah, you know. So, so let me let's because that's a first people are gonna say, well, they're not all bad. All, all cops are bad, right. well, you know, and then they, they they lose the message, right? Then you yeah. lose the message. The message is that the bad ones are bad. 
bad. Right. So bad. They're, they're so bad. But you know what? The the ones that don't say anything, the ones that protect those bad cops are also bad yeah. cops. Right. right. And, and that's, that's, the, that's the problem that, you know, we we we, we get into. And, and it's like when, I, when we had our conversation, Crystal, and I, I told you about having the conversation, I think uh, the one question I get all the time is, you know, when, 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 when I think I asked you the question about have you ever been in a situation where you've heard something that you or heard somebody do something or say something? Yes. And, and have, what did you do? And what did you do? Did you, yeah. let, did you let it slide? Did you just mm-hmm. kind of, and that's kind of what we're talking about. Right. That, you know, in that sense, you can't let that thing slide. You can't, because if you honestly, if you let that slide, if you let that go, it's almost like you, you're condoning it. You're right. just as bad. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, and I, and I have friends that are cops. I, I, you know, I have, you know, family members that are officers and, and I, and I will be the first person to tell you that all police are not bad, right. but what we want to see is, and it's not just with, with, with police officers, but just with people in general is that if you see something that doesn't make sense, you know, say something, right. do something, you know, Make people feel uncomfortable yeah. that they're doing something that they should not be doing. If you do that, they are not going. If they feel comfortable around around you saying a certain word, you tell them, "Hey, that ain't cool." They're not going to say it again, right? Yeah, right. I think That's that, you- and we can. I think we can all agree that we've grown up in a generation and in a society because we're all roughly the same age within a decade of each other. We have Besides grown him. up, exactly. right? Hey, man. We have grown up <laughs> need to being told, mind your business. Right. Yeah. Mind right. your business. You didn't it's see none, none, you none of your nothing. business. Don't yeah. get involved. That's true. Right. And so now we have to unlearn that. Yeah. We have to, and our, our kids are already teaching us that that wasn't the way to go. You have to get involved. You have to say something. It is your they business. Yeah, right. thank God for social because that that teaches you at everybody's business. Everybody's in everybody's business. Everybody's business. Everybody's business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so I, true. I, yeah, I think it's it's good that we. I mean, you you don't want to get too crazy with it. You really don't. But it's it's important to 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 if you if you're just a decent human being 100%, and you see somebody 100%. just being treated wrong. Step up and say that's wrong. Right. That's not that hard. Mm-hmm. That's that's the sincerely. That's the part where I I just I sincerely I stutter about it because I can't. My mind is trying to compute all of that shit like so much. Like yeah. this person. First of all, the the chokehold. In like I I understand you're in distress. In fact, I'll let's all agree, being a police officer, not the easiest job. No, right. it's a dangerous no. situation. No. Right. right. No. Okay. So I'm just trying to figure out. If you're if and you're human, I, I I so understand all of that. So if you're that scared or whatever, please wait for backup and then just have some. Honestly, the situation that got me really riled up was the Philando Castile situation. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm thinking about everything that happened before that. Trayvon Martin, um, Eric Gardner. I mean, so many. I mean, the, the list goes on, right? But this is a situation where the man was in his vehicle with his girlfriend, wife. And his child, and in a state Minnesota, yep, in a state where you do not have to disclose the fact that you have a weapon on you, but he told the police officer that 
So that way, because he thought he was doing the right thing, he thought informing the police officer that I have a weapon right. will will hopefully let De-escalate him de-escalate the exactly. situation. Mm-hmm. But this police officer gets so fearful for whatever reason we might know that he fires into the vehicle where he could have shot not only who he shot, Flando, right. but he could have shot the wife, girlfriend, and the baby, and, and the baby. Mm-hmm. How and right. and so how could you disregard? life so much like I, and again i have not been in those situations to be that fearful right maybe one to be honest and I'll, i could i can tell you about what happened with that one but it's like again w- with the, the training you're supposed to have yep and what you're really t- trying to do in the situation he was trying to find out if they fit the description or if they did something you know that he was looking for somebody and the description that he got was they were african-american with a wide nose that's that's the details. <laughs> that's the details he had. Not not they were wearing a red shirt. She had braids. Mm-hmm. They had a child. Nothing like that. They were African American and they had a wide nose. That's your, your and then the fact who Philando Castillo was mm-hmm. to his community, to the school he worked at, to the children who loved him. This was the person that you wanted to be here. Right. This was the representative that you're like, he's the good one. Yeah. We like him. This is the guy that you wanted on your roster, but he's gone right. for what reasons? Yeah. So, again, sorry for the rant. No, that's that. okay. I'm going to do that a couple of times. That's today. okay. No, it. But it so, all comes back to, to, to humanity. Like, where have right. we lost the fact that we care about just another human being? Right. I mean, we're, I mean, when you have... People that we see on on, on uh, comments on Facebook, you know, with the protesters, let's oh, let's do protester bowling and stuff like that. I right. mean, just just mm-hmm. just just, just a, the basic disregard for another life, no matter human who they decency. are, just human. Yeah. De- mm-hmm. So so we have we we really need to to go back to you know, and, and, and this right now has just boiled up to to you know, kind of started sparked. You know, the further conversation that has been going on for so long, right? You know that we are at this point where, where have we lost that? Like, where have we lost the fact that you know when you, if you see, if you're walking in the street and you someone fall, you you help them up, right? You know, but mm-hmm. but you no, know, I have to wait to find out what race they are first, right? You know, what religion they are first, if they're gay or straight first, no, if they're, if they're help them. red or blue, right? right. They're, yeah, right. You got to find all the stuff about them first before you help the person that's in front of you that's fallen to get them to get up. I right. mean, and, and so it's the core humanity that we have is lost some or lost somewhere, right? And how do we get that back? You know, where did we lose it? I don't know, but. So I'm glad you brought that up because when I started thinking about doing this podcast and when I, I reached out to Marion first and then I reached out to Don because I thought to myself, the one thing that the four of us have in common is we all worked at the same radio station. It was a rhythmic radio station in the mid 2000s. And when we first started there, it was it was a rhythmic station. At some point along the way, the new GM came in and took over and tried to push it into more of an urban station it didn't go well we went back to it and, and anyway regardless of that the the different formats on the radio don have you ever worked uh what different formats have you worked in oh i've worked every format except country except country okay marion how about you i'm pretty much been top 40 and rhythmic top 40 and rhythmic i've worked every format including uh rock classic hits oldies country rhythmic urban so my thought is 
do you feel like there's a reason you've never worked in country radio? Is it a, is it a preference thing? Is it an opportunity thing? Is it because you didn't fit the mold of a country DJ? What do you think? Um, I think the only reason why I didn't work country is probably because I didn't want to. Right. You never pursued um, it. Right. But I mean, I, I, I mean, the first morning show gig I ever got was at a classic rock station. Okay. And it's, it's funny when I go back and think about it, uh, that was maybe 2001, 2002. And I was still loud. I was still me. I was still black as hell. I loved the music I was playing, but I was going to be me. Right. Like when I was at the station, I believe it was uh, Jam Master J died. And I made them play Run DMC's Walk This Way. I said, you're going to play that one. You're not yep. playing Aerosmith. Because if it wasn't for them, Aerosmith wouldn't have came back. So you're going to play that one. And I would do <laughs> things with that nature. I mean, the whole idea of radio, I, I, I've always felt that I could work in any format because all you have to do is really, learning the music is is, a, is is an easy part. Right. You know, and you just kind of know who you're talking to, be yourself, and that, that's what it is. Um, so that, I think, but I don't think I could do it in this day. I don't think I could do it now uh, because knowing what I know now that some of the people that I broadcasted to back in 2000 that were cool with me, they would not be cool with me right now. Right. Absolutely not. Because of, I mean, because I know how they think I know how they are. And I'm just like, I don't want to be, I mean, I was going to dirt tracks and everything like that. And, And shame on me for not picking it up. That you know, I, I probably knew it, but I just one of the one of probably I I I I have to say I'm ashamed of myself at this, because uh, I would never do this again, and this is how crazy I was. Um, there was one year there was a a festival, it's a Great Jones County a Great Jones County Fair festival, and Leonard Skinnerd was playing at the festival. And I, I would do anything just to get a rile, get, get, just mess with somebody. And there was, uh, uh, you, you, when you th- when you're at a Leonard Skinner show, you see nothing but Confederate flags. Right. Da, 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 da. So uh, one of our interns at the time, their brother was there and I saw them and he had this Confederate, he had this Confederate flag t-shirt on. And I was just like, dude, give me that shirt. I want <laughs> the shirt. So he gives me the shirt and I put my station t-shirt on over it. And I have I have to go on stage. And what state are you in? This is Iowa. Iowa. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Good times. Yeah. Yeah. To introduce Leonard Skinner. Right. Me. Yeah. Okay. And so I go on stage. I'm like, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm black. And, you know, I kind of feel a little bit, you know, I don't know. I think I need something to feel like I'm a part of you guys. I whip my shirt off and I said, Leonard Skinner's coming up next. And here's I have this this uh, shirt on that says some of my friends are uh, uh, some of my best friends are white people or something like that with a Confederate flag. <laughs> that was a shirt. The I've I, I've since gotten rid of that shirt. <laughs> and and I, you know doing it, I thought it was funny. Now I think back, it just wasn't cool. Right. It wasn't cool for me to do. I know I was trying to make a statement, but it just just to have that in my possession and have it on my body it wasn't cool did you get hives like i feel like i would have got hives 
It just—I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it did make a statement because everybody oh, yeah. like was they're like, "Oh my God!" Like, like, is he one of us or not? Right. And that wasn't the point of it. The point of it was to be a smart ass. Mm-hmm. That was the point of it. But, I guess you know, I'm 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 gonna go out on a limb and say that sarcasm was probably lost on that crowd. Probably, <laughs> probably. I don't think lost. they even got it. Yeah. I don't think they even got it. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I couldn't. I don't feel like I could go back. Right. To certain. And I, and I posted something about this the other day. There's certain markets that I worked in that I don't think I could go back or know what I want to go back. Right. And do radio in because of the type of people I'd be broadcasting to. Yeah. So, you know, but it, it is it is by choice now mm-hmm. that uh, I, I do the formats that I do now. So I bring it up because I started to think about the music and how far back you can go with the music. And I recently watched uh, a documentary, Ken Burns documentary on country music and its origins. And it fascinated me that back in the you know, the earliest, earliest days of what was country music, air quotes, country music was slave hymns mm-hmm. from the field. And so yeah. the earliest days of country music were influenced by the music of Africa. Mm. And I think that that could probably be said for every genre of music that there is. Can, wait, wait, wait. Can, can, can I just digest that real Please. quick? I just want to, I just want to, okay. Even just, the, the <laughs> instruments, the yeah. instruments, right. the banjo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, um, you know, yeah. was an African instrument. And yeah. so you, you learn these things. And so then now hundreds of years later, you're, you're, seeing that in 2019, the biggest country song was Lil Nas X. Yeah. Old, or what was uh, it? Old Town Road? Road? Old Town Road, Old right? Town Road. And yeah. damned if Billy Ray Cyrus didn't jump hey. on that so fast. And why? Because yeah. I mean, nobody was talking about Billy Ray. Yeah, yeah facts. <laughs> <laughs> right? But all of a sudden, you have something called country trap. And we've seen the emergence of country mixed yeah. DJs. And we've seen yeah. the influence of rap and rhythmic music in today's yeah. country. Right? right. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, it's to me, I wanted to explore that. I wanted to know what you guys think of stuff like that. I remember marrying, I remember you coming to me like, yeah. I'm trying to put together a country mix. Yeah. And what was my reaction? Do you remember? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I said. No. 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 <laughs> but, but I mean, because I don't, okay, I'm uh, again, I'm going to speak for myself, but okay, when I first started DJing, and, and Don, maybe you can, you know, kind of relate to this, right? I only yeah. wanted to play what I liked. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted to play. I didn't, I didn't, even old school, I don't, I don't care about your request. You didn't want to read the room. You just <laughs> wanted to play what I you I want to play what I like. Sure. That, that, that's <laughs> it, right? But then I started working at the radio station and the, the country song, I think it's Brad Paisley. No, it's not Brad Paisley. Anyway, it's the song where the man, like, his wife's going to leave him if he decides to go fishing. That's Brad Paisley. Okay, thank you, Rick. See, I know what I'm talking about a little bit, right? <laughs> so, so look, so look, so look. The, the, the story is what got me. He said, right. like, yo, it, she's like, yo, man, if you go fishing, I'm, I'm packing up I'm my out. stuff. I'm gone. And he's like, well, I'm going to miss her. That was so funny to me. <laughs> and he's like, the fish are biting. Right, so I got to like, go. I got to go. But hopefully I'll make it back in time. You know, like, I'm like, yo, that's so funny. I was like, well, let me, let me, let me listen to this country. You can see what's really good. Right. And then I, I started liking it more. I was like, wait a second. Well, let me see if this classic rock, let's, let me see what this is going on. And then, yeah. and then, and so, and then let, don't even get me into the fact that how many samples got from this, that, and the other and, and rap and hip hop. Right? right. So then yeah. I started, I started not liking, okay, I said it wrong, but I started just not liking 
rap and R&B, but I started liking music. I started liking good right. music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. and so when it came to the country, that's why I was so excited about the country mix because it was a whole bunch of country songs mm-hmm. that I really dug. And like, again, my favorite country song, doesn't matter what, it, it's, it's the back that ass up for me. Okay. It's what? What it song? is <laughs> Jason Aldean, My Kind of Party. Yeah. It goes yeah. so hard. It goes so hard. I can't. I, I'm trying to tell Wait, you. Can we play a clip of that? Because I really didn't know what it is. I mean, like, I'll, I'll play, play it for you. I, I, yeah. I probably do know. I will. Right? I will. I you probably talking do about, know. You talking about every girl in the world that just drops their drink and goes to the dance floor when they hear Juvenile. <laughs> I, just, I get the same reaction when I hear uh, I was about to say Brad Paisley, but Jason Aldean. So it's it's like I just really like good music. Anyway, I I think it's phenomenal to have those collaborations because again, you are you are introducing people to different music, right? Right, so country, absolutely. Country country trap. It's like when they took I don't I can't remember the the one song that they uh, re, redone. Um, it's it's I, I think it's uh, not Georgia Florida, uh, Florida Georgia Line. Somebody else, um, but it's like they got gun. It's re- it's really hood. The country song is really. I can't think of it right now. But but the fact is, people that really young diehard country fans love that song, love that video, and the and yeah. I think, as we already know, music absolutely brings people together. Okay. And so when you have, when you have these two, look looks like opposing, you know, genres mm-hmm. come together maybe there is a conversation to bridge maybe, that gap right maybe try hey, to right listen to this but would that okay. song have been that big if billy ray Cyrus wasn't on it, it was big well, before well, it was big well, before well, and it, so my question when it comes to uh the mixture of the genres and, and don i'm sure that you and i grew up in the same um you still remember when there was no radio stations on the air were just radio stations. There was your your top forty station played your hair metal and your Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It absolutely. wasn't as separated as it was now. No, 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 no. no. It absolutely wasn't. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. So, but at, as time went on, and as I got into radio and started to work in the rhythmic genre and started to work at CHR, top forty, oldies, um, rock stations, all of these different stations, one thing that I started to notice and really, really start to not enjoy as much because I love all kinds of music, but I started to not enjoy. And it was when I was at the vibe, I started to not enjoy the music that was coming out from uh, the modern rhythmic artists, because it seemed Mm. like it was just uh, four or five of them on the same track, (laughs) two of them just in the background yelling. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of artistry going on anymore. And a lot of the subject matter. And like you were saying, you like the song that hooked you was a song that told a story. Right. 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 I, that's kind of what draws me into a a song too, is does it tell me a story? Does it make me feel something? And there are a lot of songs out there that make you feel something, but then there are those songs that they don't make you feel anything except irritated. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like why, why is her ass clapping? How is that even physically possible? Like, I'm like, that's where my head was going. And I started to wonder just this past week, like how much of that has played a part in the way we feel about each other. I don't think it has really anything to do with it, but first of all, I want to go back to the whole, I want to go back to the, um, the Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus and why that all happened. Because yeah. if you know why, because we know why Billy Ray Cyrus popped up on that track. And, <laughs> and here's the reason why. And it's because 
and, and I find it very interesting when you talk about how like the background of country music and all this stuff where you could trace this back to black folks, but here's this guy with this country song and he can't get on the freaking country charts. Because, because <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus way. on the track made it easier to sell. Oh yeah. Well, this, this, no, this, no, the song was already doing what it was supposed to do right. and it was a country song, but they, but the billboard, oh my God. It yeah, frustrates yeah. the hell out of me <laughs> yeah. that all right, in order for it to be classified as a country song and some country stations to go with it, put Billy Ray Cyrus on it. Right. And I understand that's a business move, and I get that, and I understand that. And Billy Ray Cyrus will tell you to this day, he knows the, he knows, he knows the right. game as well, too. He knew it was a good song before he jumped on it, and he will give all that credit to Lil Nas X. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. Because, be no, because the last track that I got from the label from Billy Ray Cyrus, Billy Ray Cyrus was quoted on there talking about how my last single was a record-breaking hit. Never once mentioned Lil Nas X. My last well, I mean, single. So I mean, I, And I, I, mean, I looked at that, yeah. and I was like, damn, he's taking all that credit. It wasn't even his yeah. song. He jumped on it late. <laughs> Yeah, I look, look, I, I, I look, I, I give him credit because he, I mean, because technically he stated a fact. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, there, there, there have been interviews that I've seen with Billy Ray Cyrus where he's, he's, you know, he, he, he gets that, he, he absolutely gets it. Right. Um, but I mean, the truth in that is that, you know, hey, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even been a country song. Right. If right. Billy Ray wouldn't, and, that, and that's kind of shitty. But the one thing I will tell you, about music and how as you start to as you start to get older and you hear stuff you just like this doesn't make this is sound like music and everything like that the problem is you're old <laughs> no and i get that i get that because i remember my mother saying the same thing yeah, yeah. when you when you look back because I, I the one thing that i do is i i have studied this so much um when people try to say that like today's music is like Today's music makes no sense. It doesn't have any, it, it doesn't like say anything. It doesn't do anything. I'm going to quote a song from like probably, I think it was in the 60s. Okay, here we go. The bird, 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 the bird is the word. The trash man. Everybody knows that the bird is the word. That, <laughs> from, ooh, mow, mow, yep. ooh, mow, mow, the bird is the word. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was a hit. Yeah, it was a hit. And, and the trash men are from where? I have no clue. Minneapolis. Okay. <laughs> Not even joking. They played at my cousin's homecoming dance. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is that but the thing is, that sometimes we talk about music. I mean, music brings a lot to everybody. Mm-hmm. It, it brings yeah, everybody. But yeah. uh, but a lot. Sometimes we we talk about music and we got to get all philosophical and existential yeah. and all of this. And it's yeah. brought, it it brought something to my life and it spoke to me and I heard the story told. But sometimes you know what? Sometimes it's you just want to hear a good beat. Sure. Yeah. And so uh, sometimes yeah. you're not even hearing. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes sometimes you want to be taken away from yeah. right now. And I just want to be in the beat. And I just want to hear the music. And so every time when people start talking about music, it's, like, it's all philosophical. And it's like, oh, my God, it spoke to me. You know, you know what? The beat was good. I don't even know what they said. Yeah. Yeah, I really yeah. don't care. Yeah. Because you know what? I was I was just moving and you grooming. In I was <laughs> yeah. in it. Right. I don't even care. So, so there, there's a time and place for everything. So... I, I just yeah. every time yeah. we talk about music, so sometimes I, it just gets me on nerve. Everybody, everybody's got to be so existential about it. It's got to be. It's got to. <laughs> it's got to speak something to me. Yeah. 
you know. I, I think. I mean, when you go when you go in history and you, you you start to check all these things. I mean, people always talk about well, they're remaking songs and this, that, and the other. Right, right. How many times have I heard through the Grapevine remake? Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you really do your history, right. This all repeats itself. The one-hit wonders. How many one-hit wonders were there in the 50s and the 60s? Right. It all repeats itself. What happens is, with everybody, your musical framework, your mindset is framed from probably your teenage years to probably when you're 30. And after that, you don't really want anything else to get into that because that's your wheelhouse. Right. Now, the only go. way that you want to be bigger than that is that, I mean, if you're in the industry and you're able to accept new things like that, you know, I mean, some, sometimes that happens. But if you're just a regular person, not in the industry, your wheelhouse is probably 13 to 30, and that's it. Mm. And you nothing else is getting in there. So after the, I just watched a video of some, some 50-year-old white women dancing to back that ass up. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> that's probably like over 30. Yep. That, that was it. So, I mean, and I'm 49. Yeah. So that's your wheelhouse. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You won't find me saying anything about young cats and their music and everything. Like I, 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 I try not to do that because I listened to some really bad things when I was younger that made no sense at all. I mean, listen to Ballhead Holes by Willie D. <laughs> but you made a point there. You made a point there. You know, you, you have old ladies dancing to back that ass up. Are they really dancing to those? The lyric, the lyrics of back that no, ass. Of course up. not. They're, no, not they're the dancing yeah. to that beat. Right. So that's where. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's you bring you up think. you you bring up a good point. It's the like the made her dance. Right. The cool yeah. Karen is dancing right. to back that ass up. She knows the lyrics. <laughs> because sometimes because music. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, I wish you guys could because, see this video yeah, feed music, right now. But music yeah. does the it 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 transcends. The, the lyrics and, and even the language, yeah. you know, because yeah. uh, yeah. I, I listen to some opera that I don't even know. I can't speak Italian, but, it you know, but but it just I, I, you, you get into it and you hear it. And then all of a sudden I'm getting those tingles. I don't know what they're saying, right. but I can feel the right. different tone in their music and yeah. I feel it. So so that's when we say that, that, that when, we're, when we say that music transcends everything and, and, and it does bring people together because, you know, you may not even hear the lyrics and you may not. You know, know what they're saying, but you can feel the music and you right. can feel it. So, so that's when that's what that's my belief anyway. I mean, people okay. can disagree with me. I don't know. That's my belief. No, no, no. And I like that. And I like that you brought up the lyrics because that was where I was kind of going with this. When you, the three of you, if you hear, so it, uh, a celebrity just got into trouble not too long ago. I think it was one of the girls on The Bachelor for singing along on her Insta story. Yeah. To a song or recite. I don't know if she was had the music on or what, but she was quoting it or she was right. singing along to it. And of course, we all know what word came up. Mm. Yep. And she was immediately reprimanded. You know, reprimanded. I think the the kids call it canceled. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> right. So it's Darn it's kids. it's like um. So where do you guys fall on that subject? Like, should she have been? so harshly reprimanded i guess that's that was your word, word. <laughs> or bird, bird, bird. because it was just a song lyric you, you play at your own risk right Just, you play at your own risk right. you I, mean, I i've i've always felt uncomfortable and this is back before this is before the social media age when you know i was djing parties in iowa at frat houses 
and playing certain songs. There's certain things that they wanted to hear. And you hear them yeah, like, hey, man, that right. I, like, I cut the music. I'm like, no, nah, we ain't you doing can't that. You can't do it. You yeah. can't do that. You can't, you can't do that. Let me tell you yeah, this you little story. Riding through with the Jeep windows down. We had the top off. It was like a couple weeks ago. Um, driving through town, downtown. And my daughter and I, who's a big, she's a big Prince fan. Uh-huh. And so we were kind of going through the Prince catalog. And I asked her, I said, have yeah. you ever heard Pussy Control? Which I'm sorry, but it's one of my favorite Prince songs because I, I just, I, it's a great song. It's a great song. I forgot that that word was in it. I, I pulled it up on Apple Music and I was playing right. it for her and I didn't have it turned up loud or anything like that. It was just us listening. But when I heard it, I remember being like, Oh, <laughs> I forgot. You know, and so here I am exposing, you know, she, playing this for my daughter and thinking, I just, Ugh. you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Because, mm-hmm. and so I didn't, I, she just got quiet and I just got quiet. And obviously we weren't singing along to it. She didn't know the words. I didn't remember the words. So, right. so, but at the same time, I was like, man, I totally forgot that even Prince would throw that in every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Totally forgot. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, you know, I, I just I think it's one of those things that um, somebody explained it. Uh, there was a, a guy, this football player, who did a um, a video about a lot of things about race, and he mentioned the whole thing with the N word and white people and black people and, and like like black people have taken it, turned it into a you know something as a term of endearment. Uh, it has been used to say to 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 mean very evil things about us and all the other things you shouldn't even want to say it Mm-mm. so even if you hear it in the song just just right throw it away. Skip over it why, yeah. would you, why would you even want to even if it's in the song why would you want to say it? you know what's really funny is that uh i was uh i, I so we're doing this black music uh, june is black music month and uh, we were doing something on my station where we were playing uh, a different artist every day. And I picked up Curtis Mayfield and I wanted to play Pusha Man. I don't know if you know about Pusha Man. I'm your mama, I'm your daddy, I'm that in the alley. And I'm like, there's got to be a radio editor at some place. And I found out there never, ever, ever was a radio edit of that at all, that song played on radio stations just the way that it was. Wow. Never knew that. And I found that odd. I mean, of course, I didn't play it. because What I year decided, did that come out? Do you know? That was 75, 76. Wow. I'm your dad. Yeah. Yeah, that blows my mind. It goes wow. I didn't yeah, and it, it played just the way that it was. I mean, you you couldn't, you totally couldn't do that now. There's no, no. way. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but I, I mean, for anybody that wants to know, I mean, you shouldn't even want to say the word. And if we do it, it's it, the reason why we do it, it. It may be a term of endearment, but I will even tell you this, that if I don't know you, even if you're a black person and I don't know you, you don't say that to me. Yeah. Because I don't know you. Like, you know how you talk to your friends and you may say all kinds of things to your friends. And I've, I've stopped people, black people from doing this to me. Like, somebody, hey, well, no, 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 I don't. Who yeah. are you? Right. I don't know. You. you don't talk to me. I'm not your friend. I don't know you. So we ain't talking like that. So, um, I, I would just say it, it's just it, why, why anybody that wants to argue that, what is the reason that you want to say it? And if you have to, that you want to say it, there's got to be some evil reason that you want to. Yeah, and I, I'm always, I'm always 
amazed at the ease at which some folks will say that word that there was a who was the race car driver that just got oh, Kyle Larson that just got sure. so during the during the um, some quarantine right they were playing iRacing and it was out on TV it had sponsors and all this stuff and he didn't realize okay you know about it everybody knows the story Kyle Larson the man lost did he lose his job or did he just lose his he lost his job, lost, lost his sponsors, sponsors. lost wow. everything. Yeah. And I was talking to our traffic guy the next morning who um, also watches NASCAR and is also a black man. And I said to him, and he and he nodded in agreement. I said to him, I said, it was way too easy for him to say. Like, it just came out. Like, it was something that he it's, uses every day. Right. And that's Absolutely. what bothered me yeah, about right. it. Because I was like, it shouldn't yeah. be that. I trip over it now even thinking about the word. And right. it's so for me, it's like it's just it's that word is it's got way too much power for general use Those, by anybody right. that's not you know what I mean? I just like right. look at I'm stuttering right. just even right. thinking about it. Right. So for him to just right. be like it just flowed out of his mouth like it was something he says every day. And that right. to me stood out more than anything, Those, more than the fact that he said it. It was with the, the ease at which he said it. Those people do that. They, they, they those actually, those, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm going to say, like, I, know, I, I, I mean, you. yeah, those people, and I'm not talking about, like, so let, let me say this, you know, for everybody, not white people, right. but those people, because right. I, I actually, I was, I, I had a conversation with Sharon a couple of days ago and I was, I, I was thinking about bringing this up and then we, we can go off it or, you know, whatever. I'm just, I just wanted to share this story for people to hear and just understand the, the systematic, the stem, like just how far and how easily this, these things happen. The first time I was called the N word, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the first time I was called the N word was in the sixth grade, and mm. I, I'm in class. Like I rem I remember it vividly, like colors everywhere. Wow! So I know his name. I still remember his name. He, we were fussing, we were fighting, like kids can do. He hits me in my chest. I s take a couple of steps back. And then he looks me, looks at me, and then he says it. He just and and lets I and, lie. I, and it's the first time I have. I don't even know how to react. I don't even know what to do or say. Right? He's he was wearing a red shirt. We were in the back right mm. corner. Mm. He is the son of one of my teachers. Wow. So he says it. So does does she say it? Does he get it? From his dad, right? Does he hear it does, at home? Does, do they do they say it at home, or does the dad say it at home? And then the the teacher again. I know her name. Mm -hmm. Does she's like stop? You you know you're not supposed to like. Where does he get it from? Right. And this is this was a teacher that is <laughs> word teaching me. This is this right. is right. Somebody, somebody that's got influence right. over you right. as a twelve year old. Right. And, yeah. And so, but this this is you're what supposed you, to trust her, right? But mm -hmm. again, but again, it's like. It's hard because I don't. I I liked her as a teacher, right? So how do I judge her from what he's done? But he's in the sixth grade with me. Like we're classmates. Trying to reconcile that at the age of twelve, right? right. That's a lot. And and so and so, but 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 again, that was in hell. What year was that? Jesus, forget it. sixth grade. <laughs> sixth grade. So, <laughs> I'm a little like I told her. I was I'm a little far from sixth grade now. Two thousand and stop. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Last year. But 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 again. It, it it from him again we never had an issue or that happened before right but it, he said it like he said it the way it was supposed to be used 
he said it like he right. knew like like it was a right. gun and he knew exactly how to aim it. He knew right. exactly how to cock it back. He knew exactly how to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. And he Mary, knew what kind of damage it, it would do. Huh? Was it was it was it with the A or was it with the ER? Oh, hard R. Hard, <laughs> hard, hard R, low voice. I figured. He I said, figured, but I just want to put that, I just want to make sure. There's a difference. Sure. He said it. <laughs> listen, like, listen, like, he said it like, he's, <laughs> I'm going to substitute the word, but he said it like this crab cakes. Like that's, that's how, he said it. He said it. He said it. He said it. Oh my He gosh. said it. Crab cakes. He said it low enough for so for yeah. nobody else to hear it. But for you to hear it. Loud sure enough. You heard it. But he said to, it with ill intent. Right. right. He, he yeah, knew exactly. Right. And it's like it's not. And again, it wasn't a song. It wasn't like we were talking about lyrics. It wasn't something like you know what I heard. You know what I saw on TV. It wasn't nothing like that. We had. A situation, an argument, a fight, a fit like he an hit altercation. me. Right. He hit me and then he says it. I, I don't even like know. Like dropping a bomb right on your chest. Right. And it's right. it's I'm I'm just looking like what? Like I don't I yeah. literally don't know and everything stopped. Like the whole argument, like because I'm still I'm literally trying to process what just happened. I would rather I would rather it had been a full blown fight because I would have took his ass one. <laughs> one, one, yeah. right? But wow. you know, two times. So, <laughs> what did you do? Do you remember your reaction? Because you remember the situation so vividly. Do right. you remember what you said to him? I absolutely. I, I, I did nothing. I, I, I. What, what am I supposed to do? What, what in that, in that instance, like, who's gonna believe me? That mm. his mom's a teacher. His mom, his mom. What, what am I, what am I gonna do? And therein lies the problem. His mom's a teacher. Right, that yeah. You could not, and, you felt like you could not defend yourself. And let me tell like, so y- y'all, y'all, y'all know me. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not a troublemaker. I am a disruptor in the sense of like, when I see wrong, I don't like it. Right. It makes me feel bad. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure wrong doesn't happen. So that's, that's, I'm the, honestly, I'm the same kid from sixth grade. In any other situation, somebody probably would have believed me. Mm-hmm. If it was another kid, somebody probably would have believed me. I don't know what, and this, this is on a military base. This is on Laurel Bay in South Carolina, which is a, which is a military base. Okay. Um, so that whole, I, I, I don't know. Even my parents don't even know this. Like this, you never told them you why? didn't even go home and tell your parents. What, what, how? That's not a word I, I'm supposed to say. Right. That's it's, that, it was a swear word even then right. to you. I mean, it's not a, what, what yeah. am I, what am I supposed to do in any, but I, again, I remember I could, I could damn near tell you where all the pencils were. I mean, wow. I, we're, we're talking about a screenshot for the rest of my life. And here's mm-hmm. the biggest part. I know he doesn't remember. I know that that was a Thursday for him. He doesn't. Damn. Yeah. But see, this brings us. Right. But see, this brings us back to to what you what you said in the beginning. It is is you know is it do you do you kind of just say okay and move on and just be quiet and do anything? That's what we do. That's what mo- that's what is we have that, done in history. Okay. I mean, I have done it a right. lot. Where is that you just, something that your parents told you was the way you had to handle things, or was that something you figured out on your own? I figured it it's, out on my own. It, it's not. I did. I ain't gonna lie. You I'm did. not gonna lie. Right. I figured it out on my own that to, for me to be able to progress, I had a daughter that I needed to to raise, and I needed to to be successful. Mm-hmm. And and I knew that there some of the things that have happened that I have endured that I that people have said to me. Yeah. That you know, in, in interviews, they've 
ask me weird questions that they would never have asked anybody else Ugh. in an interview, yep. you know, for a job. And, and so you just, you just learn to just, you know what, move on and just suck it up. You know, you, you, you cry in the bathroom or whatever you have to do to move on and you be the bigger person and move on and you hope things get better, but then it just don't. But, but see, that's the thing. It's like, that's a systematic problem. Right. It's, it's not the same fight, even though it's the same fight. Right. It's this, it's the same fight in a sense. It's the same thing, but it's a different situation. It's a different person. Right. And you right. were raised in a military family. Military. So what was it like for you? Did your family say you got to act a certain way? If, so, if something happens, I need you to just suck it up. Right. Or what was it like? Nah, was it So growing up, growing up as a, you know, a, a military brat, it's, 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 you you respect authority. That's, right. That's that's mm -hmm. the big that's that's the biggest part. But I grew up in such a diverse, you know, environment. Like I have friends from Israel. I have friends from Germany. Like, and this is in elementary school. So it's 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 it's, it's I see color, mm -hmm. but how, if you took my snack, we got an issue. <laughs> you know, if you, if, you know what I mean. That, that's what it is. Like, I, right. yo, no. Oh, what you got the you got the new Nintendo game? Oh, yeah, I'm coming over. Right. But yo, did you did you touch my lunchable? <laughs> like we we got beef. Like yeah. that's that's what it is. It's not it's it honestly for me it's never it's never been color. It's always been how you treated me. Right. It's and 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 I'll I'll admit the only the, the only regret that I have uh that I have as a, as a youth is the fact that I treated little girls and little boys as a youth the same. You know what I mean? Like we argue that that's. that's I've seen it. you do that as adults. Hey man, listen. I've seen uh, you put a. I've seen you put young women in headlocks <laughs> at the mall. I don't know. They're, I'm still trying to walk away for him to treat me like a woman. Listen, it's my sisters. It's my sisters. <laughs> <laughs> it's my sisters all the way around. I'm trying yeah, to tell you, they're yeah, cousins or sisters. You know. But but no, but like I I just grew up in a, such a diverse environment that it wasn't that I was always treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. If you see something wrong, handle it. My the the line that my pops always gave me that I that I extended or I just used I implemented in everyday life was when he went you know TAD or whatever when he had to go for training and this that and the other look take care of your mother look after your sister mm -hmm. I have an extremely big family my yeah. grandmother had uh, six kids my great-grandmother who I was fortunate to know had 10 kids all those folks have kids you know or the majority so they're all known in North Carolina, Brooklyn, all this good stuff. I just, honestly, the community was my family. You have family everywhere. Right. I, I'm and, not and, gonna... that, and as a, as a white woman, I'm going to tell you something about, about Marion Weatherington. Oh, Lord. Oh, he man. treats everybody like family, and you had to use his government name. Like I did, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I was gonna say I don't know his middle name or how to use it, but I do know his middle name is Edward. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, because I'm like, you like owe you money. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I'm like, he's in trouble <laughs> now. Man, I just wanted to emphasize it. I wanted to emphasize it because he's one of my all-time favorite people, and I feel so blessed and so lucky that I got to at some point in my life share space. With this guy right here. Can I get there? Because I never feel that way about <laughs> First of all. You know, what's funny is I was about to say the same thing about you. Like, I feel lucky to have shared space with all three of you in different stages of my life. Because y'all saw me go through nonsense. And every last one of you was there for me. Regardless. It didn't matter what I, who I was, what I was, what I looked like. We all treated each other with mutual respect. 
I hope you felt that from me. I hope you guys have always felt that from me. Except that time. I had a feeling. Except there was that one time. No, but I just, um, I feel very lucky because I also, like Marion, grew up in an environment where um, I was taught treat others the way you want to be treated. And it was so as simple, simple as that. Um, yeah. Until I got to puberty <laughs> and started, and I had my first crush. I think I told you this the other day, Don. I had my first crush, and he was black. Sixth grade. <laughs> His name was Frankie Adams. I don't know where he is now, but I had my first dance with him. He gave me a, my first kiss on the cheek. And my mother went... Your, your your husband is in 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 the room. He's actually, no, I think he, he just left. He she left knows, the room. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember t- talking about him at home uh, with my mother, and she finally it was at you know all my friends. We lived in a very uh, diverse area between St. Paul and Minneapolis, and all my friends were every color of the rainbow. And it was yeah. never an issue until all of a sudden I had a crush on a boy. And my mom was like, hmm, well, <laughs> you know, it was kind of like at that point it became sort of uh, maybe think about it, you know, and that in and and, and the way she I remember the way she put it. And I, I'm going to feel terrible because I know she's going to listen to this eventually. She said the way she put it was, well, I just wouldn't choose that for myself (laughs) is how she put it. She didn't necessarily say, don't do it. It's a wrong decision. She just said, well, I wouldn't necessarily choose that for myself. And I I remember that to this day. I'm 45 years old now. That was when I was 12. So she, and, and, you know, and it, and it went, it went on in my life to where I moved around a lot because I was a military brat and I was an unruly teenager and my mother sent me to live with my father. I ended up moving from a very diverse place to a place that was not diverse at all. Right. So it just environmentally at that point, right, I didn't right. have a whole lot of diversity in my friends group. So then when I moved here and I met all of you folks and I worked where we worked and had the experiences that we had. It um it was easy to remember how to treat people right. regardless. Right. And I just I've never um had like you said, the, I mean the golden rule. And I still look at people and I think to myself, didn't your mama ever teach you to treat other people but, the way you want to be treated? That's a, that's a good point. Did your mama ever teach you? That, that's that's a fundamental point because I I, I was I was born in Brooklyn, New York, a high-rise building, and and I was on the eighth floor of an 18-story building, and and I had, I think, almost every ethnicity of a friend that lived there. Everybody lived there. I mean, you know, we right. had Italian and, and African. You didn't and, have to go looking for I it. Mean, they yeah, were, everybody, everybody was there. And yeah. we were there. We played as kids. I mean, so yeah. uh, Jewish and everything. I played with dreidels and sh- everything. Yeah. So, so it's like... So I was raised like that for the first seven years of my life. Of, right. And that's, I was in my little bubble. My yeah. little bubble was. You don't uh, realize that there's something weird right, about it. I didn't it. know right. my best, right. my good friends were different. I, re, I mean, I knew they looked different, like different mm-hmm. colors. But I mean, I didn't know. I mean, I really didn't you think about it. You watched Sesame Street? I, I, was, right. Everybody was on there. Everybody right. was on there. So I thought everybody lived like this. I was right. like everywhere until we, I started traveling and then. We moved, we left New York, and then I went to another area, and then it was like a culture shock for me right. because I, I, I went to a not as diverse area, and then that was huge. That was huge because, you know, I didn't really, I mean, I knew, but it didn't, didn't, but you had that moment in your life where you realized. Yeah, that reality check. That real, every, and I think we maybe all have gone 
there had that happen to us. We, you know, you know, Marion being on the base and being with, with so many different cultures, then all of right. a sudden he's got Don that Black shot. in the middle of Iowa. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's happened to all of us. But, but, uh, that, that, you know, uh, I, 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 I say that my 20s were the years that I, late teens to, yeah, starting in my late teens, that is when my discovery of, of white, real, real discovery of white people mm-hmm. started happen for me like going to college because i lived on the south side of chicago and i could live on a whole side of town and not experience anything with white folks for like pretty much up until i graduated from high school same thing as where same. i was in north dakota yeah same exact and, thing and, yeah. yeah and uh, i mean i i knew i knew about things i heard things but really didn't experience it until i Scratch that. There was one moment in high school that I actually, uh, that I probably say probably shaped kind of how my mind is right now. Um, we had a seminar where there was all these high school students from all across the all across the city, and it was about race. And we sat there all day talking about stereotypes and this, that, and it was, I still remember it to this day because it was powerful for me to, you know, understand about other people and myself and things like that. And I think I kind of carried that along with me as, you know, to today. But I really started to experience a lot of things about white people, like after 18 and going away to college and and, and de- dealing with a lot of things and seeing a lot of things that just would just blew my freaking mind. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it just... I, it, it is very simple that that you know it, it should be simple that people should be treated the way that you know you treat people the way you want to be treated. It should be that simple, but unfortunately, um, it's not for some <laughs> yeah. people, it, it, and, I, and I still don't understand why it's not. But it is, and it, it's it's sad, and I think that's kind of. As I said before, we have to get to the point where we have to make those people who do those things make them feel uncomfortable right. Right. doing those right. things. I, I had a, like a couple years ago, my my youngest, who is now 14. Wow. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> uh, I, remember those years. I remember it was the summer that I had all my boys with me and my, my youngest two boys went to the park to uh, skate and everything like that. And they came back and my youngest had told me about some kid. Dad called him the N word, mm. and me being Papa Bear, I made sure that I looked as crazy as I possibly could. T-shirt and some flip flops on, and I <laughs> drove up there, and I'm looking for him. And it 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 bothered me so much that it was this white kid, but he had a black friend right there that watched this dude call my son the N word, and he did nothing about it. Wow. You know, and I'm just it, it just. It messed with my head, but I, I, I guarantee you, wherever that kid is today, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's not saying that to anybody. Right. That's good. I scared, <laughs> I scared the piss out of him. I told him, I said, look, I said, you, you would have called my son a twerp because he wasn't going down the ramp fast enough. I would have told him. He, my son ran back and told me. Ugh. I said, well, you are a twerp. That's what I would have told him. I said, but you chose of all words right. that yeah. one to call him. So I said, he's going to be back here at the park. And I said, I'll tell you one thing you need to do. Don't look in his direction. Don't talk to him. Don't say anything. Let him do what he does. And if I hear you even like look in his direction, I will be there. And you're going to have to deal with me. 
I, I, I bet you he's okay now. <laughs> I bet you he's okay. So, I mean, I, I hope that we get to that point where we don't have to have these conversations. Because, I mean, I don't want to have that conversation with my granddaughter. That's, I mean, come right. on. Yeah. And that, that's the sad part. That's the sad because I, I, I don't have any kids, but I definitely think about my nieces and nephew. Right. And 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 I tell I tell you what, like, so one day we're at CC's Pizza. My my nephew's about to go into kindergarten, and uh, my niece okay. is three years older than him, and so she tells him like, "Yo, when, when I first like, I'm okay, I'm totally talking in my voice, but you know, I'm, I'm really <laughs> relating this. This this isn't how my niece talks, but she's like, right. yo, you know, these kids was mean because this, that, and the other.'" And if you knew my nephew, I call him Zoo because he's he's such an animal. Like he's just, I mean, it sounds bad, but like he's just he's just a good Tasmanian devil. Like he's, he's all just, boy. He's all boy. All man. boy. And so yep. he's he's he has such the biggest heart, and he cares for his sister so much. But and he's always laughing and smiling. Mm-hmm. But when he heard that there were some mean kids, and he looked at me, I my whole I, I'm not gonna lie, Don, I was you. Mm-hmm. I wanted I wanted I, there was no kid, but I wanted to mess that kid up. I wanted and and and, and I, I fear that why why he's he's five now, mm-hmm. he's tall as my my oldest he's, niece. Yep, they're they're the same height. She's tall and he's just as tall as her. He's gonna be a big dude. His his my sister is about my height and his dad is six one. He's gonna be right. a big dude. Yeah, right. So it's like, why would I have why why would his dad have to have this conversation with him in ten years? Why, 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 why should I be fearful now in 2020 that in 2030 something could happen to him? Because right. he asked the question, why? What What did I do? Right. Like, right. I'll, 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 I'll share one story real quick, right? So I'm working at a skating rink. Um, me and my homeboy, Will, some of y'all know, mm-hmm. uh, are walking this young lady home from, she was at the skating rink two police officers pull up in this uh, convenience store parking lot, get out and walk up towards us. They ask us about LV-13. LV-13 is a Mexican gang. Oh. Right. So we're black. That's it. Uh, we're, like, why are you asking? Now, she was Latina. Why, yeah. like, why are you asking us? Now, our reaction was to laugh because we're like, that's kind of silly to ask us. And we're... <laughs> We go to church. We walk to church every Sunday. We are not bad right. kids. We are not gang affiliated. We know people right. that are in gangs, but so we're we're and we have that friendship to where he ain't got to say nothing. I ain't got to say nothing, but we're laughing. Right. And so we we that's how we reacted. But they're asking us about this gang, and we have no idea. Honestly, the cops just asked us questions and went on about their business. But there are so many other cops where it could have been a different situation. Honestly. Right. I've I've been fortunate to not have any situations like that you've seen in the news. I've I've been pulled over, I've been handcuffed, I've been put in a squad car, but they I'm talking to them, they're talking to me, we're relaying information. It's never been to the point to where honestly I feared for my life. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean that when I see somebody pulled over because of history because of what I've seen recently Mm -hmm. that I don't fear for that person or the people that I know. I got another cousin. We basically grew up in the same household. They're not military, but that's my, he's, he's my cousin. I look at him as my brother. Yeah. That's how close we are. And he has absolutely been face down, hands behind his back, pushed like violently Mm. on the ground. 
And if you were to hear me talk about this cat, you you think he's a teddy bear. Right. So, and to me, he's a teddy bear. We we fought when we were kids because we were kids. I'm trying to figure out why you got my loving cousin on the ground for no apparent reason. Right. Right. So right. it's in, but long story longer again, it's like, <laughs> I, I, why, why, why would I have to have that conversation with my nephew 10 years from now? This is, this is ridiculous. And I'm sure that all of our parents and yours, especially were asking that question when you guys were kids. Why do I, and Don, I know your dad was probably thinking about it. Why am I still having to have these conversations with my son? Okay, so so funny, funny story about my dad that I, I, I didn't get a chance to tell you about, about my father. Because, I, I mean, even though my dad is my dad, I love him to death. I didn't really, I mean, I didn't really grow up with him. Okay. But, but, but he's, he's a cool dude. And, and, and we've, as, as time has gone on, we've, we've gotten, we've got, we're okay. Um. But the talks, I've had the talks about with my mom, my stepdad, uh, about where you are, what you should do, this, that, and the other. I'm talking about when I was 16, 17 years, I've had that talk. You know, when I sent my, when I sent my son to go, my, my, my son just graduated from my college last year, where he went to Bethel College in North Newton, Kansas. And I remember uh, flying there so we could, you know, drop him off and everything like that. And I remember before I left, you know, I had the conversation with him. I told him, I said, now we too far that we can't get to you. Right. If, you, if anything happens. So you, you got to be on your P's and Q's. And let me tell you, this boy doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't do nothing. Because he, he's just like, I don't know if it scared him. Right. <laughs> but it's just like. He didn't, I mean, I feel bad because I don't know if he enjoyed his college year, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think he, I think he did. I think he did. But, um, but I mean, he knew, I, 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 I still, I still know all my, all my kids at, at an early age about who they were, you know, I mean, because all my kids, all my kids are mixed, but, you know, I didn't want them to get this, their, their, what's the best way to say this? I'm not saying that their the other side of their family treated them in a way like they lived in a fantasy world mm-hmm. uh I, I just had to be real with them like you know as you get i mean you look real cute right now and they think you're very cute you know this, this young mixed boy with the curly hair and everything like that but when you start to get bigger and you know you're getting tall, and the bass and your voice and everything like that. And you, they're not gonna look at you in the same manner. Right. People are not gonna look at you in the same manner. They're gonna look at you as a black man. Right. That's what they're gonna look at you. They're not gonna look at you as mixed. They're gonna look at you as a black man. And you have to be cautious of what happens. Even with, I mean, you have had all these friends around you, your cousins and all these people and everything like that. But if shit goes down. They are going to look at you. And you got to be prepared. You, this is what you have to know about what to do, where, you know, where to, where to stand, how to put your hands, how to do all this stuff. So nobody looks at you. And like my oldest boy, his mother runs her mouth. That's all she does is run her mouth. Uh, and like I've, I've, there've been times when she's said stuff to the cops. I've had to bail her ass out of jail, this, that, <laughs> all that stuff. I've told him, you can't do what your mother did. Mm-hmm. 
can't. You can't do that because I'll be burying you. That's just real. And I, 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 I dare any white person to say that they've had to have that conversation with their kid. I dare. It hasn't happened. Mm-mm. I mean, everybody's had the conversation about respect the cops, blah, blah, blah. But you have never had to have the conversation about put your hands on the steering wheel like that. Don't reach for anything real quick. Don't get smart. Nope. Right. Is that, is that an happen? Yeah. And, and you obviously, um, you mentioned that your kids are mixed. So you've been in, in an international or an, an international relationship, <laughs> an interracial relationship. Um, uh-huh. more than one, uh, Sharon, same thing. And I believe the way that you put it to me when I asked you, <laughs> wait, 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 I've played in the snow a time or two. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I was, I was a. You mean I was, tell me you got your ears wet? <laughs> <laughs> listen, man, I was a young man. But where I was going with this is that my son. You were talking about the the conversations that you've had to have with your son. My son yeah. is also in an interracial relationship. I know, I know. Right, and when he left for college, the two of them drove off. And uh, I had a disagreement with this young lady. She used to be my assistant. It, they drove off for, he left Virginia and they drove off for um, Pensacola, Florida. They were heading to his, uh-huh. his father's house before he went off to college. And I asked them, please just stay on 95 till you get to Jacksonville. Then you hang a right and you head to Pensacola. Don't veer off that path. Stay safe. You know? Yeah. And at the time he was 19, she was 24. She was hell bent on detouring through Hickory, North Carolina. For whatever. Thank you. <laughs> for whatever reason. And they promised me they weren't going to do it. I don't even know. Hickory they did it now. anyway. I didn't hear from them for 48 hours. When I finally got a hold of my son, he told me that they had slept in a rest stop in Southern Alabama. Hey. Lord have mercy. I lost it on both of them because I, I thought you have got to be kidding me. You don't understand how dangerous that is for both of you. Wait, you know what I mean? Like you think you're invincible right. at that right. age. And right. I tried so hard and they just thought I was being overbearing. So yeah. I got, I got very angry and mostly because yeah. I wanted them both to be safe. And that in my mind, because I don't know what's going on in lower Alabama these days, but what I do know is. Same shit that's been, been going down in lower Alabama. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I was going to say. I know it's the same. It's never going yeah. to be a safe place for right. them. And right. that was my main concern. She didn't like me very much after that. And But it, regardless, regardless, they take very good care of each other. And uh, that's all that's important. Well, you both bring up a. a- yeah, a point that has been like really hitting home for me mm-hmm. oh, a yeah. lot lately in the last you know couple of weeks because as you know my mm-hmm. my baby girl got married. She did. <laughs> she did a nice young man she from Scotland. Married, yes, and she lives in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And but um but it, it it's really hitting home because I know you know at one point they were like we'll wait for two years before we have children and now they've really been talking about it and and you know I, I it's she and I have had many conversations about this too. And the fact that she's in an interracial relationship right. 
and um, I love them to death. Um, they're gonna have uh, black children, and and I might, you know, my grandson and my granddaughter, whichever ones they're gonna have. Hopefully, have both, because um, <laughs> I wanted a boy. Um, but because <laughs> I wanted a boy. But but I mean, I, I just for me, I'm at a loss because. You know, they're they're there. I mean, right. what do you? How are they going to navigate this this world that they're bringing these these children into, and and together, um, especially now with the added dynamic of being in you know in another country and all that. Um, I mean, he's from Scotland and all right. that and stuff. But um, I, I don't know. It's just been I've been going through, and I know she's been going through a lot of emotional you know up and down lately because just just dealing with the fact that. You know, this is our reality. Our reality. Yeah. Our reality is is that you know there's certain there's certain ways that we have to teach our children to live uh, um, as black children growing up. You know, there's certain mm-hmm. things I need to teach my daughter to be a black woman growing up. Um, and then I had hoped that she wouldn't have to do that with her children. Right. I had hoped that this world would be better. I now. think we all hoped that when and, we had and, kids. And my yeah. grandchildren wouldn't have to face this. Right. You know, and, and the reality is, is that they will. And it won't, it was not going to, is it going to change in my lifetime? I mean, I don't know. And I'm hoping that it will get better for my grandchildren. But, you know, we just, just don't know. Well, and that's the scary part. I, I want to ask this question. Uh, well, I guess it's a two-parter, right? Because with all the situations that have been very similar to this, uh, be more specific, George Floyd, right? Right. This still seems, <laughs> and this is this might be repeating like the Rodney King, but this this seems very different. Every, it does e- seem different. Everybody, every like a lot okay, of people yeah. to I the agree. point to every where every single state is protesting. Right, every right. state, even now right. the NFL is like, wait a second, like we were, were wrong. wrong. Right. So, <laughs> right? Yeah. so with with that, do and and I hate I really do hate to say this, but when the next time it happens, right. Do you think that people will react faster to the point to where there is no rioting, there is no protest, there is no looting? And when I say faster, I mean like not not to the point of where somebody has lost their life, okay, convict this person, charge this person or whatever. But I'm talking about like somebody's about, I can't breathe again, again. Is somebody going to be like, yo, stop, get off them. Right. And then we 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 don't see the video it we it's not even a conversation it's not even it 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 doesn't even get as far as like they have they're not fast enough to pull out their phone to get it on film because somebody has intervened and changed the dynamic of that situation like i would love to say yes i would would love to right i i would hope so um Hmm. i mean the things that i've heard about what police departments are doing is that you know they're trying to implement things that, you know, officers see. Because I, I wouldn't expect any civilian to jump in with cops right. and do stuff. That, cause, I mean, they got guns. I, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I would expect that. But, you know, and, and it's like the thing that we've been saying all along that, you know, if you police yourself, like basically saying, like, if, you know, root out the people who are doing bad, like all it took is one to do is like, hey, get the hell off his neck. And he's still alive. Right. Right. But, you know, part of me wants to say that, it, it you know, it will be different. The, sen- the, the reality, mm. it'll happen again. Right. 
Because it also, it if there's not a change also in the police force, right. the whole system itself yeah. to where, you know, yeah. if, if you're not frowned upon by talking out up against your fellow police officer, you know, right. I, and, and again, I'm not a, a police officer, but I'm just, you know, I'm going on my own assumption of what I, I feel that they may have maybe going through. Right. Um, that yeah. to be able to, but to be criticized for speaking up against a fellow cop and saying this, so Snitches. maybe, you know, so, yeah, right. Yeah, so so yep. when it, we, when they also feel that empowerment themselves, mm -hmm. that they feel that they won't get. They feel know, protected right. by because, each other. Because look at look at the example right now we have of the Buffalo Police Department, oh my where God. The, you know they 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 pushed that poor man down and, and cracked his head, bleeding, and two of them suspended. Now uh, there's charges being brought up against them for second degree assault, I believe it is. Hopefully, I'm saying it right. But the rest of the whole emergency response team resigned. In solidarity for right. them, they right. pushed them. that right. man down. They pushed on, that man down on the ground and cracked his skull open. Seventy-five-year-old yep. man. Yeah. I mean, so 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 when when other police officers are not going to get that stigma uh, because they spoke out against someone else, right? You know, they need to be empowered too. They need to know that they're not going to that they're they're right in what they're doing and they're mm -hmm. right in standing up for themselves and their own beliefs as well by saying you know you're wrong yeah you know yeah uh, you know there's there's a hundred of us but you one or two making us all look bad they have to hold each other accountable but we also have to hold them correct. accountable correct 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 I, 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 I'm in agreement with I'm in agreement with that we have to hold them accountable but you know it, I, I I gotta tell you it, it is I, I I mean like it goes back to what I was saying before. You know, like me, I'm tired. I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm just absolutely yeah. tired. Right. It, it's, it's, it's like wearing me out. Where, you know, how many times can you go through this? How many times can you see it? How many times can you just like? I'm not desensitized to it. It's just like, it, it goes from shock to anger to, to sadness to anger to just like. Exhaustion, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and 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 like I said, I think it'll happen again. I think it'll happen again. Um, and I, I I don't know how people will react to it. I I, I don't I don't know. I mean, because everybody's up in arms about it right now. But you know what happens when something else grabs our attention to steer us that way, right. and then we move right. on. To Right. And the closer yeah. we get to November, that's going to happen. You know, the closer we get to yeah. right. election day, things yeah. are going to get thrown our way to distract Absolutely. us from this. Right. Absolutely. That's just, you know, so, yeah, that's the way the game is played. Right. I, I don't, I don't want to be the guy who doesn't think that things will change because in my heart, I, I hope that they will. I really want them to, I want to be proven wrong yeah. that they will change. But a big part of me says that we are going to be, going through this over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, I'm going to have to talk to my granddaughter about this stuff. When I'm like in like the same age as my mom, my mom's 70 now. And when I'm 70 and my, you know, my granddaughter is as certain now, I'm going to have the kind of conversation when it's, it's going to be a damn shame yeah. because it's the same conversation that my grandparents had with me. And it's yeah. just like, how, how do we, how do we, how are we here in 2020 still dealing with the same stuff? You know, and everybody's talking about, you know, you know, well, we've come so far. Why? How have far have we actually come? Yeah. How far have we actually come if we're still dealing with the same things? How far have we actually come? 
Do you, you know? feel hopeful for this generation of kids that is out there protesting, out there walking the streets every single night? Right now in Fredericksburg, they're probably in the street right, downtown. Right. I know that they were scheduling another protest for tonight, and the curfew was lifted today, so oh they could be out there right now. Uh, do you feel encouraged by their passion? Because I have watched a lot of live videos from, I, and obviously. I've been focused on downtown Fredericksburg, but before that I was focused on downtown or in Minneapolis and my old neighborhood and everything. And I, so I haven't necessarily seen the really good stuff right. from the other st cities and other States, but what's going on in Fredericksburg is um, it's pretty encouraging. I think it's pretty inspirational to right. see these young people out there working with city officials, pushing their, ideas and talking loud and being heard. Right. Uh, I went to, to kind of relate to it. Right. I went to the millions preachers March. It went, it was in DC some time ago. Yeah. And something that somebody said that resonated and uh, I tried to implement is like, okay, you came out here. It was on um, Martin Luther King Jr. The third or not third, uh, Jr. The third, but you know, his, his right. son. Martin Luther and, the third, uh, yeah. 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 Him. Martin and, uh, King uh, the third, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesse Jackson. Yeah. Um, uh, Michael Eric Dyson, like all these, uh, like Michael Eric Dyson, one of my favorite people. Right. And so, but one of the biggest things somebody said, and, I, and I, forgive me cause I can't remember his name, but he was like, I'm glad that y'all came out here to March, but it just wasn't about coming out here today and marching. Like you got to go home and do the work in your neighborhood, in your city, in your community. Right. So it's like, it's cool. I love seeing the positive energy and them working with the police department. That's super dope, yeah. but it's a gentleman's handshake right now. You know, and, yep. and so it's like it, it's it's cool that you, you like and I've been watching the live and they're saying some really awesome. You know, their their bars are nice. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, right. You know, they're they're good with it. Right. But it's like, OK, so now what are y'all going to do tomorrow? Like you can't you can't you can't necessarily just, you know, march and that be it. You have to if you're about that work, if you're about marching today, you got to go speak tomorrow. And so I'm hoping that, you know, with the, with the with the protest Okay, now are you sitting with people? Are we? Are there going to be some bills? Are going to be some laws? Are there going to be some community outreach? Whatever's you know what I mean? Like if if that's the case, then I think it's a it's a positive situation. So they have started a Twitter feed. I don't know if you're um, aware of the Fredericksburg Power Collective mm. on Twitter. Mm. Um, I just found out about it today, but they have a list of demands okay. that they have put on our city officials, and they are meeting with them. They're the ones who got the curfew lifted. Oh, for tonight. That was one of their demands. And it was the first thing that they were able to agree on. And um, it, I think that there's a, a light. I don't I want to want to say a light at the end of the tunnel. I think there's a little bit of promise mm. in what what I'm seeing here, at least on the local level. Now, on the national level, mm. it's Don's falling asleep. What you're saying. And and I and, and I I swear to you, I hope. Yeah. I hope and I pray that this is going to be different. Right. But the thing that reminds that always sits in the back of my mind is when I talk about 1992, and yeah. I told you, mm -hmm. I told you, yeah. you know, I, I told you how I felt. This is it. This, this is going to be yeah. different. And then real life sets in. You know, self-preservation kicks in. I didn't 
100%. Things, okay, the things that you got, you got to live your life and you got to do your thing. Some of those, some of those 19 to 20 years old, 20 year olds, maybe they got to go away to college. They got some other things that they got to deal with, with their families and stuff like that, this, that, and the other. Start having family, start having kids. Maybe the things that you were so concentrated on there, that's got to put, put on the back burner. And this, because that happens. Yeah. The thing, the one thing I think will come out of this is that we will have a new crop of leaders mm. that are going to come out and and take us to the next phase. I'm hoping that this whole thing switches around. I'm, I'm hoping and praying that it does. But there's this nagging thing yeah. in me that's it, that. You know, yeah. I, I don't well, want to that guy. That I'm wrong. I pray to God that I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, the one thing, one thing that I hope with our youth today, I mean, they they are so many of our youth are, are very enlightened, and, and and I hope that they don't get discouraged. You know, because I look at I look at uh, and I always say her name wrong. So please, Greta Von. What's that? Thank you. I know who you're talking about. I always say her name wrong. Yes. Um. But but you, I look at her. I mean, and you look at, at whether you believe what she's saying about climate control yeah. and all that stuff. Whether you believe that, whether you believe she's crazy because of nothing wrong with the climate, you know, doesn't matter. But the, the fact right. that she is a young girl <laughs> who has eloquently spoken her beliefs right. and her and 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 bring and, and brings with it proof Brought and it all to of a that worldwide and stage, worldwide stage, yeah. and and is working right. towards that and is no matter what they say to her and no matter how much they downgrade her, she is staying strong to yeah. that. So what I hope for is that are the youth of today who feel differently and who feel so strongly don't get discouraged right. by what the older people are telling, you know, older officials and, and everything is saying, well, you're so young. You have you, you shut up, you sit down. No, don't, right. they, they don't, they don't right. need to sit back, you mm -hmm. know? So I hope that they don't get discouraged. And I hope they see, you know, whether they whether anyone agrees with this young lady, Greta, at all, right. but you but you need to look at her and at least appreciate acknowledge yeah. what she's trying right. to her do. strength yeah. and and and, yeah. and, and, sure. and 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 her conviction. Yeah. You know that there's a lot of people my age, um, right. uh, younger, older, who don't even have that same conviction. Right. No, you're right. So, you know, so I admire that in her, no matter what you believe, if you believe her or not, I admire that. So, all right. So as we kind of conclude this yeah. conversation, maybe that's the message that we've all come to is to our young people, don't get discouraged, man. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't give up. Don't find a way to break through that. Find a way to stay focused. Find a way to stay on track because you need you, right. but we also need you. Right. 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 Yeah. You know? Yeah. What? Life is going to come. At him, life is going to come at him really fast. And I, as I said, I, I hope that they are able to do what we weren't able to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, for 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 their sake and for our sake as well too. Like I said, I, I have nothing wrong with being proven wrong. I, yeah. and I, I I pray I pray that I am proved wrong with this one, because I want nothing more than to not have this conversation again. Right. right. I well, don't want to have this conversation. I appreciate you having the conversation with us this Absolutely. time, Don, all the way from yeah. Milwaukee. I, I can't even tell you how much I respect you and love you as a human being. And I have learned uh, so much from you in, in, on so many levels and in so many different areas of life. So uh, cheers uh, to you. 
my friend. I appreciate you. Thank, thank you for inviting me to to, to do this. It's been uh, it's been uh, it's it's this where this conversation has been good for the soul, and I've actually kind of calmed down a little bit where I you know I can not kill people. It's so good. It's good. It's good. I saved some lives. We can get you all riled up again though. Come on. Let's there we go. There we go. It's cathartic though. It is cathartic to talk yeah. about and it is, it is yeah. uh, healing in some way, shape or form, even if it's just in our little worlds. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Great big old world out there. Right. Marion, Sharon, you know, you're my favorite people. Hey. I love you guys hey. so much. And you know, I do want to, uh, I, I, I will say this one thing. Oh, well, two things. Okay. Cause too much. So, you know, plug, um, first Don, uh-huh. again, happy belated birthday to you, sir. Yeah, man. Hey. And, and I, I want to say, I, as adding on to crystal about respect for you, man, I know we have never honestly met, but I follow you probably closer than you know i did i dig every every single time you mention one of your radio kids bro like that is like the biggest thing to me i think that's so super dope to 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 be that influence and to like to have just to have that either i'll just love like i i, I yeah. dig that it's so awesome to see um and that's that's what i have with these folks here i i, I didn't have that necessarily you know, when yeah. I was at, you know, the station, right. but I would, I would have loved, you know, to be in, in, in the included in that family. You know what I mean? So I just want to say, I did, I dig that about you a lot, bro. Um, well, let, let me tell you something. I, I admire the hell out of you because this is, this is how huge you are. So my daughter who has no clue who you are, <laughs> no clue who you are. I'm, I'm I'm on I'm on I'm I'm always on social media, and she's sharing stuff. Da, da, da. Actually, not just my daughter, but all my kids have done this. They have shared something that you have posted <laughs> because the way I know the way I know is because I see that yeah, a little too thing. much. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I know I ain't posted it. So if I ain't posted, they got it from someplace. That's how I know that that uh, you've made your mark. And the other thing is you you did something that I wish I would have done when I was around your age, but I was scared to do. Uh, when I was, I didn't really start moving around and getting out to do the things that I needed to do until like later on in life. And, and I always told myself if I would have done this next YZ, this, that, and the other, I may be bigger than what I am right now. But I think what happened to me was supposed to happen to me and where I am is where I'm supposed to be. But I admire the hell out of you for all the choices that you, cause I sent you messages when you talk about you going out to California. Yeah. And, cause I, I sent you a message. Yeah, I mean, swear to God, we've never met face to face. What we talk. And I, when I, I, love I was it. going out to California, I had to say, I'm like, dude, get out there, do your, yeah. do your thing, yeah. man. And, and I follow what you do. And I, and I'm, I'm so proud of everything that you've done. And I, I can't wait to see, what else happens? Thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll, the the message that you sent, and don't don't literally. It says it, he sent a message and said about damn time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what the message was. Yeah, I, I have not forgot about that, man. It it, it meant a, it, it really did mean a lot. And and to Crystal, I I want to tell you, you you are awesome because of what I see in Eddie and and. Uh, Am I allowed? To, you're gonna. Edit? You can talk about oh, Emily. Yeah. Okay. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Eddie and Emily, man, because my children. Yes, because yeah. they are. They represent you so hard, and what they fight against mm-hmm. is. I I see them do it like it's yo. Emily is really a eight foot three. 
bearded dude <laughs> that that goes extremely hard for whatever injustices is out there. She does. And she sat behind me for our entire conversation and she took all of that and she's like a sponge. And I love that about her. Yeah. I love that. She so is much. so good. And, I, and I've also seen Eddie post uh, and, 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 they're not afraid of anything. No, man. They they and that's that's super dope. And that speaks to you and where they come from and all that good stuff. So I just I just want to, you know, highlight y'all for being super dope. Sharon, thank you for coming out. God bless. Good night. Uh <laughs> let that woman talk. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But to speak on Sharon, man, I've I've to be a to be a black woman and yeah. in the industry that she was in. And to go into those rooms and be the only one like her in those rooms. Mm -hmm. And honestly, they don't know it, but they were manhandled because yep. she got she <laughs> she knew how to move, you know, strategically that is true. mentally. Yep. You know we I mean? all like know she, that. She she went in yeah. there and they thought one thing and she 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 Jordan everybody. Yep. She <laughs> so and, and and I learned so much. And that's why I had no problem. Again, I not that she couldn't. I told her, don't pick that up. Don't move that. Because <laughs> I knew the bigger role for her was to see, call the play, mm -hmm. to see the whole field. Right. Tell me what to do. Right. She knew she right. knew she knew what to do. And, and and and, you know, we were we were on we were on those battlefields, you know, figuratively speaking. And, and, <laughs> and, and I seen I seen what you had to go through. And it, and it hurt a lot of times. But I, I, I pushed through it because she would have pushed through it. And mm -hmm. so, and that, right. so I just want to, I just want to shout you out, I guess. Um, <laughs> he hate, he, he, you know, he, like he doesn't love her. He does. I mean, yeah, yeah. he, we, we have come, become really close. I mean, he's my, he's my baby brother. I love him to death. I mean, he's been there for yeah. me. Whatever. Even when he's even when he's gone still in California, he still yep. you know checks in on me. She's really the man I always wanted to be. I'm I know, I know. <laughs> and I will always be that too. Unfortunately, you will never be me at this point. That's right. Her balls will always be bigger <laughs> than yours. They will always be. Always be bigger. <laughs> These are facts. You know, but but you know, it is true. I mean, I, I've I have been so fortunate to be able to be around. And work with and 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 be touched by you know Don and and just I, everybody I have and and, yeah. and even in and they've all formulated who I have been and who I've and who I've gone to be and and everything and and also for me being a, a you know raising a child a, a daughter um, you know single mom you know for many years and and I had so many great people around me that were strong women, strong men that showed that were also influenced on her. Oh yeah. You know, that were just invaluable to me. So and I, she's got know. bigger balls than us all. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and, 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 you know, and so I just, I just thank everyone that, you know, that are, they're my family. You guys, you, you guys yeah. are my family. And, and we've been through a lot. Yes, we have. The last two years. Yes, we have. And, and you guys have been there and, and, um, fighting with me but it, the thing is is that you know we've 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 seen every we've seen each other in the in the raw mm -hmm. and it's been and and it is taking you to another level yeah. you know and and so when you're fortunate enough to have those experiences in life there you, you have to embrace them yeah you know yeah all right y'all right. much love much respect yeah, yeah. i appreciate you all so much and this conversation is not ever going to end. Just FYI. No, it's never going to end. So what are we doing the next one? The next, the, next, the next time we have this conversation, I'll be in Fredericksburg. I'm going to come and visit. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Yes. Open so invite. I have, I have to do 
be there. I have so to. So that do it means Marion, you need to be here too. That's super fact. So yeah, look, yeah. I, still, I got I got all kinds of friends. I got all kinds of people that want me to come back and hang out. So I got want to come back at least for a weekend and just chill and just yeah. you know you know see the old Confederate cemetery. Yeah, and, and, you know that used to be outside was, the window. Maybe, maybe catch a Civil War reenactment while you're here. Yeah, that's just, that, man. Fun time. That was, that was so much fun. Oh, <laughs> is that a parade? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the kind of parade I <laughs> Oh man. Well, Don, open invite. We have guest room with your name on yeah. it. Anytime, anytime. You just let us know. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me to be a part. This has been uh, absolutely awesome, and uh, yeah, I can't wait for us to do this again in yeah, person. Absolutely. Sure. All right. Yeah. Good night, y'all. Good night. Yay. Love you. Words and music.